Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult podcast and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. This will be the last, the final, the end of the year. That's what it means, yes. <laughs> I think that's what it means. I had to look it up. And today we're going to be covering Belly of the Beast. Belly O.T. Beast. Jake, I like to think you came all the way out here to see me, but I don't think so. Is everything all right? Yes, Jessica. <laughs> She's been kidnapped. Listen, up is a joke. Watch the phone, man. I'll take care of it. I don't know my dad. This is my daughter. Anybody who stands in my way, it's going to be them or me. I don't want to see you go home in a body bag. So, yeah, what do you think to this film, Ken? This is a, a direct-to-video effort, isn't it, from Seagal? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I suggested we do this one because I remembered funny bits that um, actually have made me laugh out loud when I watched them the first couple of times. And uh, watching it again... It's, it's it's a good film. I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed rewatching this one, and it's actually it's, it's. I think it stands up as a decent effort, especially from this time period that he was doing. Um, but no, I actually really enjoyed watching it again. Do you know what the uh, the tagline of the film is? Um, yeah, it's about a father's rage. A father's rage knows no limits. Oh yes, Segal plays Jake Hopper. Yeah, it's quite a normal name. Yeah. Compared to some of the other names of people in this film. I, I love <laughs> so, the name of, uh, yeah. I yeah, the, the guy who owns the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitch. Fitch McCoyd. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of a name's McCoyd? It's brilliant. <laughs> Fitch McCoyd. <laughs> Not even McQuaid. Yeah. <laughs> Lone Wolf McQuaid would have been absolutely rubbish. He sounds like he should be reading the news in Anchorman. That sounds like a Yeah, a it news. does, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a totally ridiculously made up name it's alive it's alive it's alive the film starts it's Thailand 1994 does it say that yeah alright oh, I missed that <laughs> yeah it says it at the bottom of the screen yeah I, I missed it because I noticed the next one that said present day and I just thought well how long ago was that first <laughs> bit I just watched then <laughs> yeah alright yeah. oh, okay I missed it that, that doesn't bode well does it for the rest of the film <laughs> <laughs> Seagal's in this scene, uh, Ken, who? if you know. Who? <laughs> Who's that? I don't know, really. It doesn't. It's not really explain what's going on, to be honest. There's, there's a meeting, and it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's just, the, that's just the beginning. It doesn't explain what's going on at all. <laughs> this whole film is just, like, it's just like random scenes all put together. Yeah. I, I, that's why I love it. It's just so you watch it, and you just think, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the plot <laughs> yeah. is all over the yeah, place. So, hang on a minute. Who was that? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was doing a lot. There's so many names that get mentioned during like conversations. Yeah. You're like, I have no idea who any of these people no, are. No, no, no. I just wrote my own names down. It's it's a deal that goes bad, and and uh, it's Segal and it's Sunti. They're both sitting there together. I think it's yeah, it's like a drug deal, isn't it? So yeah. you, know, you you own Burma, you run Burma. We'll we'll stick to this bit and keep out of your way, out of out of respect. And then the guy he's meeting just says, yeah, it wouldn't be wise to make an enemy of the CIA. And they kind of, well, I think he may even literally narrow his eyes at this point, Seagal. 
because he's onto him. He's blown his cover. Even more than he does through the whole film. Yeah, until eventually he's just fast asleep. <laughs> Some bad guys turn up, start shooting up the place. Seagal, I think we're about 90 seconds in yeah, already. I've got it's 1 minute 20. Yeah. Is when there's the first fight scene. Isn't yeah. it? We're not messing about in this film, honestly. This, this is just action-packed. I had 90 seconds for the first uh, glass breakage. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I paused it and had a look. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, 1 minute 20 is when uh, he... he First, just kick somebody off his chair. Sunti, um, he chases one of the guys. Sunti's not actually that good, as it turns out. In at this point, you just think this is he's going to be one of those useless partners that's there just to be killed. Um, so he chases this one guy. He goes to shoot him. They're, they're in the streets, and he goes to shoot him. He ends up just shooting a woman holding a toddler. It's because he, he trips over some water, some water barrels, and then gets water in his eyes. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> poor, poor Santi. Yeah, so he just shoots this woman's walking across. She's got a toddler in her arms. You know, because if there's a gunfight, you think, I'll just quickly nip over the other side of the road with me kid whilst yeah. this gunfight's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and quick as I can. Gets shot and she's dead. The kid's on top of the little toddler's there crying. Santi's shot as well. Sunty's shot because the bad guy obviously isn't shot because he shoots the woman. So uh, he shoots Sunty. Uh, thankfully, Jake Hopper looms over everybody and uh, just blows him away. We get a close-up of an angry Seagal face, which I've always liked. Then straight to the credits. It's a naked woman in slow oh, motion, slow motion in the swimming pool. Yeah, we're in Hawaii present day. Yeah, so it's a really nice house. Lots of guards around. Yeah, then some... yeah, too many, I'd say. Too, yes. ma- too many guards. They're all in the same place. Split them up. There's a very sort of svelte, muscular man walking across the... the and you think, well, it's not Seagal. He, he's, he's running. He's running. He's like jumping, doing a little bit of parkour, and leaping up on onto the roof and... Uh... Like ninja stealth. Yeah, and he's he's skinny. He's, he's got no sleeves on his uh, top for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, stealthy. Yeah, and not just, at all. Just, just wearing a sleeveless shirt. And yeah, as I say, so you think, well, that's definitely not Seagal. Turns out it is. It's just a really bad, like, well, not a bad stunt double, but just looks nothing it's, like no, it. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's quite an obvious stunt double. Yeah, he stealths in. Yeah. He, uh, Cuts open the the window with a little glass cutter. Lets himself in. Steals a mixtape, I think, from us from the safe. <laughs> yeah, it's just somebody's CD. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he stealths all the way in, and then he jumps from the second floor. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what's the point of the stealth, then, Steve? You just jumped and landed onto the ground. But he lands perfectly. Yeah. And uh, and we get to see his beautifully uh, toned, muscular forearms, and he's oiled up as well. If, yeah. If that's important. And it, again, it's not him, but you know, it's just funny to. Pre- <laughs> it's like, why would why would they do this? Why would they pretend that's him? And everyone watching, not a single person watching this, thinks that's him. Yeah, and like when he first walk, gets into there, he just does a necessary roll because that's the only thing Seagal can do. <laughs> yeah, and that is him though. That, yeah. that does appear to be him. It's like poor, yeah, little somersault, which you think is impressive only because it's Seagal doing it. Yeah, I actually did think it was impressive. <laughs> but in reality, we could all do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might go and do it in a minute. This is I'll, when I'm we not get going to. <laughs> this is when we get the uh, I call I call it the Superman slide. He there's a very low window. It's probably about a foot off the ground where it stops, and uh, Seagal. <laughs> Is propelled. He, he runs. He that's how he propels himself. Yeah. It's through uh, through his own momentum. Yeah, he, and then he just hits the deck before he gets to the window and slides across with his hand outstretched, but quite slowly <laughs> and quite obviously on wheels. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, oh, oh, this, 
<laughs> oh, it's making me laugh now. I'm just thinking about it. It <laughs> really, so, is, it really oh. is ridiculous. And the camera angle's so bad as well. He's just like he just looks massive on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it looked just quite ridiculous. I don't know how long it took for him to get him back up. <laughs> what I do like as well is he checks the fridge. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he look, looks for he misses the fridge first and finds a cupboard. Yeah, and then then he looks under it and he's like, oh yeah, there's the fridge. But he, he sort of just stumbles in out of breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's bloody sliding, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's been sliding. You think, oh, is this um, is this a little cheeky nod at the fact that he's you know he's a bit more? Well, he brings out a big chicken leg. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a, a whole plate of chicken. Yeah, that he's a bit he's a bit bigger around the waist than he used to be. Is this a little nod? But no, it isn't. He could, just could gets... it be? Yeah, could it be something to do with the the title of the film? Yeah, but no, again, no, it's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, he uh, he just gets some water out, little bottle of water. Yeah, and takes it with him, and just I, literally, I think he walks into the pantry. I'm not sure that's actually the I, exit. I like the fact that he turns around, just has a little look, uh, gives us a nod, and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> he's happy with what he's done. Yeah, I just it always amused me that nod. It's like totally pointless. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Um, we cut to Seagal's house, which looks to be just made of pure glass. Yeah, it looks very nice. It's totally see-through. Yeah, it looks very nice. It's probably not the best for a, like a covert agent because yeah, uh, you know everyone would just see him. Uh, his daughter phones him. Yeah, I think she's backpacking through Thailand with her mates. She's, uh, she's left uh, lots of food for him because she's gone away and she's left little notes on it. It's similar yeah. to in Commando, when the, the little girl, she used to do stuff like that, didn't she, for uh, John Matrix? This is this kind of does remind me of Commando anyway, this film. i tell you what it reminds me of. It's bloody Taken, isn't it? Oh, yeah, The whole yeah. film, the whole film of Taken is just this film, but with Liam Neeson instead of Seagal. Yeah. And this was five years before Taken. Yeah. So all you Taken fans out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the end. I didn't really have anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the post-it notes telling him to take his his vitamins and shit. Yeah, no, no red meat. Yeah, which you, I don't know what I mean. Surely, surely some red meat. And his favourite lemon chicken. Oh, yum yum. There's a picture of his dead wife on a shrine. That's the only thing you ever see or hear about her. Yeah, yeah. I think they talk about her a little bit. He occasionally fingers his ring. <laughs> 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 Just to clarify that comment, he still yeah. wears his wedding ring. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> when he's alone at night in one scene, he, yeah, he does, turns yeah. turns onto his back and fingers his ring. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering his, how his wife used to do the same. <laughs> he's, he's a haunted man. He's Jake Hopper. <laughs> it's the only way he gets sleep. He says, uh, put me on the phone to Bryce. And Bryce is, I think, her boyfriend. I, th- I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't last long enough for us to delve into any of that. Yeah, and Bryce says, um, "No, she says, how do you know?" And he was like, "Because I'm Stephen fucking Seagal." Yeah, you dickhead. Because uh, I've seen the script. Bryce does ask, "Why didn't you tell your dad about me?" And she says, "Because he's protective." But no shit, Stephen Seagal, of course he is. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is Bryce? Bryce, we don't know Bryce. We, we, you know, I'm I'm protective over as well. Who's Bryce? Yeah, that's what I want to know. I mean, yeah. she met him out there. No effect, you know. Not not being not being stereotypical or anything, but he does appear to be Thai. So did he meet? Did, you know, is it, what, what's going on? I don't know the story. <laughs> Ken, sit down. Well, you know, he's, he's, he may be protective, but I don't know. Bryce from Adam, I think, is the other guy that yeah. they're with. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Adam. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
He's overprotective. He's hard well, to I kill. I am, yeah. But... <laughs> Not you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They're splashing around in the water anyway. It does look nice. It does, yeah. It looks a lovely place. There are some nice shots, actually, of Thailand and stuff like that in this film. And uh, the this militia turn up. Yeah, just after they've heard on the news, or they haven't heard on the news because they're not listening because they're frolicking uh, about some sort of terrorist uh, group and a bomb going off and stuff. I tell you why they haven't heard about the news because it's the me generation, isn't it? I don't care about what's happening in the world as long as I get to swim in the fucking lagoon. Well, to be honest, they, they do actually shout at uh, Adam. I'm, I'm going to call him Adam now after that. Um, hey, put the music back on. And he yeah. tries to find the music. So rather than bring any actual music, they're relying on Thailand radio yeah. to provide them with hits that they <laughs> that they know. Which they do seem to know the generic yeah. guitar music that's yeah, playing. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't last long. No. Because, um, you know, the terrorists appear almost, almost as if scripted. Yes. <laughs> they appear instantly after we hear about them on the news. They know exactly where these four kids backpacking through the jungle are. Well, that's, that's how it happens, you know, the militia. They've got the high intelligence. Out of the water. Quickly. One guy, he, he raises up his machete and, and just beheads Adam, I believe. Well, you don't see it, but I'm assuming that's there's what a happens. Lot, there's a lot of blood and it's instant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah the first two, very, very slowly he does that. The first two kills in this, you get a, a close-up shot of blood going into something. And with this, it's the water. In... Yes, the beautiful lagoon. They kidnap the two girls that are there. Um, yeah. Seagal's daughter. Bri- Bryce is dead. Yeah, Bryce says, just take our money. And he says, and the, the, the main guy, the militia, says, this isn't about money. And shoot him in the head. So Bryce is dead. Yeah. But, you know, who is Bryce? I'm, I'm still not happy about Bryce. <laughs> he was undercover. No, of course he wasn't. <laughs> Although, yeah, why not? It's another plot twist they're not bothered to explain. <laughs> um, back in Hawaii, there's a little tiny who agent. Would he, who would he be undercover for? Um, Steven Seagal the radio station (laughs) (laughs) undercover reporter yeah trying to to find out where these terrorists are yeah trying to find out if anyone listens to this radio obviously not (laughs) fucking turned it off well he'll never get to feed that back to them will he because he's dead he's been shot in the face yeah there's a little tiny agent that turns up at Seagal's door he's about four foot five I think (laughs) Um, did you say Asian agent oh I was going to say that's a bit racist CIA (laughs) Um, it's about the mixtape. I think it's his mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's a good job he's so small because Steven Seagal's hidden it so high up that only <laughs> Steven Seagal can find it. It's just, it's just on top of a beam. <laughs> the, the shot as well is is of Seagal. It's like you see his feet come down the stairs, and just because of the way it's filmed, Seagal has to. He's carrying a gun and he has to have it quite far out to his side. It just looks really odd the way he's walking down the stairs with this gun in his hand. Plus, because of all the windows. Uh, the, whoever's at the door can see that he's got a gun. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. It's no, there's no element of surprise in that house. Saw him doing his risky business slide across the floor. Yeah, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's called Agent Tom. That's what we, we found out, isn't it? Tom Collins. Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 Uh, I think we find that out later, aren't we? Isn't it? Way so later. He's, he's called Tom, isn't he, for now? Yeah, but I think it's like five minutes before the end of the film, you find out his name's Tom Collins. Yeah, um, which is weird. <laughs> tells him his daughter and uh, her girl mate have been uh, kidnapped. Uh, Seagal is absolutely distraught by this. I, I, I like that. Yeah, probably. He <laughs> makes, shows no emotion at all, <laughs> he just really. Stares he just, at just, him. just kind of looks at him a bit. Yeah, he, he it's just... apparently uh, it's been accredited to the. Uh, <laughs> well, I've written this one down. Um, Abu Karaf, yeah. the, um, the terrorist group. Yeah, he, he whispers, You're kidding me. It's like he's gone to his his butchers and they've not got his special... <laughs> special. You want to see my special meat, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not got his pocket meat. To, to, to be honest, I think he'd be a lot angrier if that had happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd have probably taken that place apart. He asks, uh, <laughs> is she okay? And Tom hands him a newspaper. And it says, no, she's not okay. <laughs> because while Seagal's doing Black Ops on the side, Tom is also the paper boy, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, got to make a living. Yeah, and he says, she's alive. And as Ken says, it's the Abu Karaf. And they're, they're the ones, they're the terrorist group responsible for the explosion that you hear about briefly on the radio before it's changed over. Cut to CIA headquarters. Because I think at this point, Seagal's just like, right, I am going to Thailand. But he doesn't say it. He's, he's just he just sort of stares at nothing. Yeah. With his little squinty eyes. Steven Seagal doesn't I, make... I just did the little squinty eyes then. I don't know why. He doesn't really make eye contact with anyone in this film. You know, when he talks to people, mm. he's always standing off to the side of them or looking down or away as if remembering something from his past. Well, he's got a lot to remember. We meet Agent Leon Washington. Yeah. He's played by the cousin of Arsenal legend Ian Wright. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Patrick Robinson. I'll tell you, Pat, uh, Patrick Washington. Sorry? Patrick Washington. Who's that? Isn't that his name? His uh, character name is Leon Washington. His, uh, Bloody hell, yeah. his actor is... Well, that would have, have been a weird coincidence, wouldn't it, <laughs> if they just kept his surname? <laughs> it's Patrick Washington. Patrick Robinson. Uh, sorry, fucking Patrick Robinson. <laughs> Jesus Who are you? Christ. Patrick, if you're out there, just clear this up for us. <laughs> I'm going to talk about him later, because I think he is the most useless character in the I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who he is. Um, Go on. He was Ash in Casualty. On, oh yeah, on yeah. British Long TV running. for years and years, and that's why I looked him up. Obviously, I, I got his name wrong when I did look him up, but uh, I did look him up to say, "Is that Ash from Casualty?" Uh, and yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a surprise to me that it actually was him. Yeah, and that he's gone from being an orderly in uh, in the hospital to suddenly being out there as a top CIA guy. I mean, any any actor. I mean, well done to him. Any British actor gets their start in the soaps and things like that. I mean, I think Scott, your mate Scott Adkins, he uh, he got his start in... in it was in EastEnders, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think he did like Doctors as well as like little yeah. bits and pieces. Little pa- Patrick parts. Robinson was also in The Bill. Yeah, which, uh, I was, think everyone which is, isn't used, used to be the kind of uh, the, the spot, you know, you get one, one little guest starring. But yeah, he was in that as well. Yeah, we get some backstory about the Abu Karaf, which isn't really important, so I'm not really going <laughs> to go over it. Yeah, as you just tells us is the name of the guy, uh, Mong Kol, yeah. is, is the name of the leader of the Abu Karaf. 
Yeah, and a little bit about Jay Copper that we talked about before, that they say he's a good man. I trained under him for two years in Southeast Asia. He's been out for 10 years, though. And then the general asks, where is he? Yeah, no, just say, where is Hopper now? And uh, he says, on a plane to Thailand. And then the general says a few things that you would never be able to do to Seagal. He says, sit on him. <laughs> if he starts... Oh, you say that, but uh, Lulu later on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If he starts making waves pick him up <laughs> and send him back home. I don't think you'll be able to do any of that shit to Seagal. It's not, not bloody schoolboy, is it? Yeah. <laughs> back, back home with you. Come on. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's Thailand and we see a massive giant of a man walking <laughs> through the streets. He looks absolutely phenomenal in this. He is a massive man. <laughs> Just compared to everyone else yeah. in Thailand. It's like, it's like the mountain. It's, it's it's brilliant. He gets in the first taxi that he sees, and the taxi driver's loud mouth in all the way takes yeah. him down a side alley. He's not having it either, is he? No, no. Jake, Jake's Jake's not having it. He's not there for. He's, all he keeps hearing is, "Oh yeah, we've got the best girls. We'll show you where all the girls are." Well, he actually is there for the girls, but yeah. not the way the taxi driver is meaning. He's like, "Just take me to my hotel, please." And he takes him down this alleyway, and uh, four guys appear from the front. And I was thinking, that's a good thing they know. You know, I didn't realise that the taxi driver's in on this because oh, I was thinking, yeah. oh, it's a good thing that they were there. And then four guys behind, so he's he's ambushed. Uh, and the taxi driver says, the ride is over and pulls a gun. Seagal disarms him. He just slaps that gun out of his hand, doesn't he? And, and back, backhands him in the nose. He slaps him in the face. He <laughs> falls out the car. <laughs> Somehow. some power. The power in that. And uh, he runs into a, a market. and this is where he, we... he just kind of walks, doesn't he? Well, he kind of strolls. Runs, yeah. He strolls in, which is weird because like, these guys have just seen that happen, but they're still not there. They're still yeah. like away from him. So they, they, they're not running either until yeah. we actually get to the market. But yeah, Seagal's just sort of like wandering into a market. After all that, he's like, yeah, whatever. This is our big action set piece. Uh, it's a very good one, actually. It, it is it, good. It's, uh, it, it's brief, but uh, yeah. And this is, yeah, this is the first time that you see the director's style. And that's totally different to uh, Seagal's normal style. Yeah, there's a lot of wire work in it. Um, it's, you know, the final hits, these guys will fly like two or three feet back yeah, high I into the air. I don't even mind that bit. No, I don't. I don't mind that because it just sort of gives you some sort of uh, the, the power that he's got because he is massive. And um, it's it's the other bit that I, I, I didn't like, the bit where he leaps and does a like jump spin kick that she's Van Damme's territory it was never Seagal's uh, forte. That's blurred as well, isn't it? That? <laughs> it's just... weird. Well, yeah, so you can't, so you can see it's not him. Yeah, but I mean, we know it's not him. It's like, Jesus Christ, he was out of breath when he did the somersault at the beginning, <laughs> or the tumble. He's sli- sliding around. He's knackered. There's no way he's jumping up in the middle of a market. Uh, I think in true Garth Marenghi's dark place fashion as well, anything that didn't have dialogue in this film was considered for slow motion. Yeah. There is slow motion in a lot of this. It's Hong Kong, isn't it? Yeah. It's like uh, John Woo. Unfortunately, there was no doves in this. Because I think he copyrighted that. It's a bit <laughs> halfway through the, the, the action where Seagal stops to do some hand signs and then the, the camera zooms in on his face. <laughs> it's good. Honestly, I, I, I enjoyed this scene. Apart from the ridiculous high kicks that he's not, not doing. Yeah, It just makes you wonder why, because... As I mentioned, you you know it's not him. I'd say he's in about a quarter of this fight scene, Seagal. Yeah, but when he is, he's good. I, I like it. I mean, the, the close the close combat ones, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go for that. That's him. Yeah, but, anything where the, a gun is disarmed or anything like that is, is Seagal. 
And uh, yeah, these these guys are flying everywhere. They're flying into all kinds of uh, market stalls, which is why I always felt sorry for the people who run these things, run the stalls, because they just get blown, like, you know, just smashed to bits, people falling all over it. That's their day ruined, isn't it? Can't sell that. Yeah, I do like the blurred effect on the uh, around the house kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good kick, that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I put nicely done fight scene. It, it was good. That was uh, that was one of Dom's friends, by the way, who uh, mispronounced the roundhouse kick to the round the house kick. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you think that uh, we don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. there's a shot of a, a Thailand wizard. <laughs> yeah. Just walking through the fucking yeah. market. That, that sounds like uh, some sort of national team. The Thailand, the Thailand wizards. wizards. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, he's a very unusual sort of shaman, shamanistic kind of guy. Uh, just sort of like pops in, has a little look, hangs about a bit, and vanishes. He's in it again later on, but no, no idea. Yeah, you is. need to remember him five minutes into the film because he'll turn up again in an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you still don't know who he is. No, and they just and it's the end. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, but you, you still remember him at least. Sigal strong arms that the last guy, and he's asking him, he's asking him questions, and then the shaman sort of looks at at the guy, and there's some quick cuts between the two of them. And then the guy who Sigal's holding just screams out and runs away at, at pace. Sigal just stares after him. The guy uh, stands on a tomato as he's getting away. He slips, slides across a frozen fish stall head first, straight into a butcher's knife that's stuck yeah, into the table. Yeah, yeah, big, big cleaver straight in his face. <laughs> and he dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's happened before, hasn't it? It's health and safety nightmare, that place. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'd like to have thought that um, Jake Hopper had sort of rolled that tomato under his feet. Yeah. Because <laughs> even tomatoes are weapons when it comes to XCIA. Well, I watched the deleted scenes and that tomato, it comes out of his trouser leg. <laughs> just drops it down and just kicks T- it. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we meet the, the army general. Yeah, I, I I called him General Cheekbones. Yeah. I actually called him Colonel Cheekbones, then realised he was a general, and thought that was even better, because he's just got General Cheekbones. <laughs> They're incredible, his cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, so... Sigal better watch out for his cheekbones, to be honest with you. You have, like, registered weapons as your hands and feet and that, but his cheekbones yeah. are devastating. Yeah, it's just basically to just introduce you to some more characters and they're, they're fighting against the uh, the Abu Karaf terrorists. He has a meeting, doesn't he? He says, oh, yeah, we're working with the CIA to, to stop this from happening. And uh, this some guy, I don't know, some sort of like official guy, just says, uh, and it's, this made me laugh because I thought, yeah, this, this is that's good instruction. And he just says, uh, don't let this get out of control. I thought, yeah, probably will, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> probably will, you know. Don't let scouts control as they're uh, unloading bodies off <laughs> the chopper. 
yeah <laughs> from from god knows where i don't even know where they all came from yeah flying in dead bodies <laughs> from all over the place yeah meanwhile at the strip club yeah straight in yeah, you see there's, there's a lot of people this is the most popular strip club i don't know i yeah i wrote down strip club but i'm not sure if they're strippers because mm. none of them actually strip they no. just they're sort of dancing in bikinis and that so i don't know i don't know what it, what kind of place this is I mean, I'd like it to have been strippers. Well, you meet the girl, and uh, the guy's like, "She's paid for." So, I'm assuming they're sort of. It's a str- anyway. Um, Just the, a dance club. There's there's a there's lot <laughs> there's lots of you know young kids having a good time dancing, and then. Just and then an absolute behemoth. <laughs> you hear him before you. It's like Jurassic Park. Um, just this <laughs> massive drinks and move in. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's Seagal. He's, uh, you couldn't find someone that looks less out of place. <laughs> Seagal in this fucking strip club in Thailand. More out of place. Yeah, sorry, more out of place. Not less out of place. He's oh. fucking loving it. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, dancing. <laughs> he's making it rain with the one dollar bills. Yeah, he's. Bringing them out. Uh, yeah, this girl runs straight into him. And, uh, I don't know if it is dollars anyway. Is it? Is it Bart? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this this girl runs towards the gal and asks her to, to save him. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think she does. Does she not? No. He just decides he will because he's fucking Steven Seagal. He steps in. not like that shit. You, you see, there's sort of some young kids chasing. Well, not young kids. They're probably sort of 20. They're chasing after her. One guy's got really bad teeth. Which they just try and show off throughout the whole scene. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessary, but yeah. And uh, I like the dialogue in this. He says, um, "What's your problem, Junior?" Hey, asshole! You calling me a junior, huh? You look like Junior. Oh, you think you're tough, huh? She's already paid for, man. So it got nothing to do with you. I work for club, not you. What the fuck, you mean you working for the club, bitch? You work for me. Listen, why don't you go back to your own genetic puddle and go for a swim, boy? Yeah. It's just unnecessarily long, <laughs> long-winded insults, isn't it? Yeah, Sigal lays them all out. Yeah, if you just do that in the first place, you just punch him in the face and stuff. Yeah, takes them all out anyway. Smashes through some tables. Yeah, arm uh, break as, as they often do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snaps, snaps an arm. All good fun. Um, and then this guy turns up and he knows Jake. Yeah, he's the owner. Yeah, he comes in. What, what's going on here? Obviously, they haven't got any sort of like, security or anything in this club full of scantily clad women. It's the owner who just looks after it all. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting at this point, when you found out they knew each other, just, he's like, Jake? And I thought they would do a, you son of a bitch. Yeah. It's, it's a lost opportunity. Because I think every film should have one of those. Yeah. Where you find, you know, when you finally see somebody like that. So, yeah, the center table, Seagal says, we got a problem. And uh, his mate says, that's not like you, Jake, Mr. Clean. You're the cleanest man I've ever known. <laughs> he doesn't say that, does he? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> hard to kill. Yeah, yeah. There's something about... You're, you're the cleanest man <laughs> O'Malley ever know. Yeah. Something about Mr. Clean, you're the cleanest man. Yeah, we get it. You know. It's everyone um, else. Everyone else is the problem. It's never Big Steve. Yeah. Although he does allude to, I'm a bad man in some of the films, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm a good man who does bad things. And yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Uh, he says, no, it's not that. So what's up? You here on business, sir? You've got a little problem. It's not like you, Jake. Mr. Clean. That's nothing like that. It's Jessica. I'm afraid she's been kidnapped. Don't be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he also doesn't think it's the Abu Karaf. Straight away, he's, he's sceptical about the whole thing. This, uh, this, this guy, by the way, is Fitch McCoyd. Who uh, we mentioned earlier. Fitch McCoy. <laughs> Such a stupid name. 
It's difficult to even say because it's like you're deliberately saying McQuaid wrong. Yeah, I was actually Fitch looking at as well. it. He's called Fitch. Yeah, I was actually looking at it written down like, is that supposed to be McQuaid? Or is that. I don't know. Apparently, Jessica's friend is the daughter of a senator. Winthorpe. Senator Winthorpe, yes. Would you, would you, she's now just known as the Winthorpe girl. Yeah. I don't even know if we ever find out her name. Yeah, nothing to do with Seagal. It's just a coincidence. And this actually, like, at one point, you actually think that it isn't a coincidence. Uh, later on, when the there's one point when uh, Seagal's daughter is being looked like she's going to get her head cut off, and the the, the captain yeah, says, "No, we need no, her alive. We need her alive." But mm. you don't need her because I because I, I wrote down, "Oh, so maybe it is about Seagal," but no, it isn't. It's, it's actually about well, Senator to, to Winthorpe. Be honest, to be honest, they probably thought we'll keep it in if somebody thinks about it. Good, and <laughs> you did, so you know they they worked, didn't it? They've won. Yeah. Damn the bloody terrorists. Yeah, Seagal says it's just a coincidence. Yeah, even he's not bothered about it. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go and kill them all. So. Steven Seagal is just a coincidence. <laughs> I'd still watch that. <laughs> I watched one of his the other day. It was awful. What, a recent one? General Commander. Yeah. Oh, nice. Absolutely awful. He says, listen, I'd, Fitch. I'd have preferred General Cheekbones. <laughs> we <laughs> all would. It, they'd have called it that. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Listen, Fitch. I've been out the game for 10 years. I need some goddamn help. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, what that's what McCoy should have done under his breath. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you clean bastard. Um, all, all the way through this is all sick I would have known when you walk back in here for Jake. Yeah. You're nothing but trouble. You son of a bitch, I'm in. And all the way through that scene as well, if you, if you do rewatch it, Seagal is just not looking at him at all. Fitch is sitting there actually staring at him as he talks, and Seagal's just looking off around the club and down at his hands. Yeah, it's because it's full of bloody strippers, that's why. <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. He's lucky I've sat down at this point. <laughs> I'd be in a private room, <laughs> just throwing money away. And uh, Fitch, I mean, Fitch has been out there, the CIA, for a while, but he says, I'm, I'll try and use my old contacts at the... Did he say at the Bureau? No, he didn't say at the Bureau, does he? He knows stuff, Fitch. Yeah, and he's going to see you what, get, you what he can... an ex-CIA guy out there in the middle of Thailand yeah. without keeping his hand in. He's going to see what he can find out. Seagal says to him, uh, do the best you can, you hear? And uh, Fitch says, I'll do whatever it takes, Jake. Quite right. Fitch McCoy is eager to please. <laughs> well, that sounds horrible, that film. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> the stripper, he said, he asks, she asks him uh, if he wants to go for some food, and he says, I'm not hungry. Yeah, I've I noticed that. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's believing that. <laughs> I believe that less than it's all a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes back to the hotel and fingers his ring. Doesn't he? <laughs> he does because he plays with his wedding ring. And, uh... <laughs> he just goes back to the hotel and fingers his ring all night instead. <laughs> right. And we get a little cut to his daughter who's praying um, to her dead mom. She says, Mama. <laughs> just killed a man. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> then it cuts to Seagal. I see a little silhouette of a man. <laughs> That'd be great. A little musical interlude. <laughs> Scaramouche. That's Fitch, <laughs> That's Fitch McCoy. <laughs> Just pops in. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lovely scene. Uh, unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. No, but she does uh, She does pray to her, her mum and uh, says, please find dad. 
Yeah. We're yeah. going to need his help. Yeah, which is true, you know, because they're pretty up, up shit creek, aren't they, right now? Yeah, and that's when it cuts to him fingering his ring. <laughs> He's still doing it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he wakes up. Yeah, and this is the Seagal we know, because now he's in full ceremonial robes. Yeah, really unknown why. He's he's suddenly just dressed up in robes now. He's in a small boat on the way to the the Buddhist (laughs) temple. On a slow boat to China. (laughs) That was uh, one of the songs off his albums, by the way. Was it? Yeah, very good song. I said I must be on a slow boat to China. Why can't you give me what I need? Um, we see a flashback of um, Sun Tea getting shot, just in case you forgot that. Oh, I had at this time, obviously. Uh, so it was, it was nice to get the reminder that he'd been shot after, of course, he shot the innocent woman. Yeah, holding the toddler. Um, of course, the the reason we get that is because Seagal's deliberately heading straight to Sun Tea's uh, temple. And not not like a roundhouse kick or anything. <laughs> not around the house kick. Not no. around the house kick to his head. <laughs> he's he's a, a monk now. Yeah, he's he's off he's off to the temple. Sunti's there. Um, spots Sigal, obviously. Uh, and this, at this point, Sigal actually looked happy to see him as well. I thought yeah. that was quite convincing that he seemed pleased and he he was laughing and. Yeah, yeah I think he likes the whole monk. Uh, be, obviously. Yeah, he likes all that it's shit. Very big, he? isn't like it? Buddhism very, very, and stuff. Very big part of it. Um, how did uh, Sigal know he was he was at the temple? I don't know. Does, do you reckon that's Fitch coming in with the intel? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he didn't ask about that, did he? No. Specifically known where he was, but he, he does. This is when it's really obvious dubbing yeah. on Sigal. It, it, it's weird because when obviously Sunty uh, just just breaks breaks rank whilst he's going through some sort of ceremony, he just just uh, goes, "Oh Jesus Christ, it's bloody Jake! I better go and see him." Doesn't say that. Um, but then he just just walks out of line, uh, goes to see him. He, he says, "How are the wounds?" And it's like it's been ten fucking years. <laughs> of course they're healed. They're still bleeding, are they? And then he says, "And how is your heart?" That's the bit. I think that's why he said, "How are the wounds?" Yeah, because he must have known they're all healed. I mean, he's not a doctor, but still, ten years. This is when Sunty gives Seagal some flowers and then they walk around the garden holding hands for a bit. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a lovely scene. Yeah, that's true as well. That, yeah. is, that is a true bit. That's that's not made up. He tells Sunty... Um, he, he says his heart, by the way, if you're interested in how is his heart. He's getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. I'm <laughs> glad we went back to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can't just ask how someone's heart is and then not, not give them the update. Yeah. People are hanging on every word. It's Jessica. She's been kidnapped. What? By who? Well, they're saying the Abu Karaf, but I don't think so. Is there anything I can do? Your prayers. I'm going to go see Plata John Paitoon. Kapun Kap John. It is, it is just somebody whispering. It's not Steven Seagal at all. Yeah. Any of this. Which is weird because uh, he seems to be saying it. So yeah. why am I? But they've, they've done this before and other films where he, he leaves after filming and then they have to redo some of it during editing and stuff for post-production and that. Yeah, he's and, he, not, and he just doesn't go back. So yeah, they have to get doing, somebody else to do it. He's not doing any ADR. He's not going back, is he? Mind you, it's Thailand. I, I probably would. He could have done it down the phone, really. Yeah. I mean, most of his stuff he's 
dialed in, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> might as well just have phoned him up. I like how Sunti asks by who, and uh, he gives the exact same line for line speech about the Abu Karaf and how he's unsure of them because they're Muslims. You don't get Muslims this far. Not he says the exact same thing to Fitch, and then it's just exactly repeated again. Well, that that's a sign that it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd have changed his story because he forgot the details. But he must know this is true. Well, of course it is. Of course it's the Abu yes. Karaf. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything I can do? And then Ziaf says, your prayers. Do mm. your prayers. And then he leaves. Stay in school. Yeah, drink your milk. And, and eat your vegetables. And don't throw tomatoes under people's feet. <laughs> Bad things can happen. It looks like he's guilt-tripped Sunty into... Of course he turn, has. Turn yeah, his... Sunty's like, I tell you what, fuck this. Fuck this monk shit. I'm out of here. I'm going to go and kill people. Yeah, he's, he's turned his back on 10 years of being a monk since the gal fucking <laughs> holds his turn, hand. As he turns up. One fucking walk around the garden is enough for whispering. Sunday. Yeah, as he's whispering sweet nothings. Yeah. Not somebody was whispering it, wasn't him, was it? Yeah, he talks to the sort of the, the master of the temple, and the master is very, very frail looking. He's a very unusual man. Um, yeah. He doesn't talk well. No. Um, I know it's not his native language, but later on he talks Thai and he doesn't talk well then either. He seems, <laughs> <laughs> he seems to struggle to talk. Well, he's got no teeth. He looks like a, a turtle out of its shell. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice, is it? We I think we, we sort of... Bu- it's like bullying this, isn't it? You can't bully the ma- master of the temple. <laughs> if you're out there listening, he's probably dead. <laughs> if you're out there listening, I apologise. He's, he's definitely dead, isn't he? I would have thought Probably. so. No, you look dead in the film. <laughs> and got about halfway it's through funny. that. Yeah, he's a Buddhist. So yeah. He reincarnated. So if he's listening to this, jeez, yeah. man, come on, sorry. Uh, Seagal, he spots movement under his uh, his room door. <laughs> under his robe. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah bloody... That's what I thought you were about to say. And then... It's the belly of the beast, <laughs> rumbling. Two tomatoes fall out of his robe. <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Um, and he, what he does is he smashes through his own door, and then I think he would have been able to tell that it was this girl by that point. He still just grabs her and throws her against the wall. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it turns out it's just Lulu. It's the Lulu, who's inexplicably brought food. Yeah, it looks like him. a bag of shit. Well, <laughs> just on it, the side. He'd still eat it though, wouldn't he? Probably, unless he's not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he's not brought those little. Um, pre-packed meals that his daughter left him in Tupperware at home. Some lemon chicken. (laughs) It is his favourite. Sunty turns up straight away, so he must have been in the boat behind him. (laughs) (laughs) All the way there. Cigar's just ignoring him. He's just looking in the distance all (laughs) mystically. Doesn't even notice his passenger. Cigar doesn't even seem surprised at all. He kind of says, oh, why why are you here? And he says, I owe you my life. He says, you don't owe me anything. Yeah. He takes about 20 seconds to try and convince him to not yeah. do it. He says, are you sure? He's like, yeah, he's like, fair dues. And then he says, uh, yeah, and then he's got a lead for him already. So I don't know. Unbelievable. I mean, I know Fitch, Fitch McCoy had a lead almost immediately, but then he was ex-CIA. This guy's a monk who's been living in a monastery for 10 years, <laughs> and he's already got some sort of <laughs> intel on uh, on what could be happening. Still, you know, and, and at this point, I, I lost track of people's names. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to look this guy up. Yeah, Sunti, he, he tells us about... Uh, Got think, him. Uh, what's his name? Fernand Zadir. Yeah, uh, That's the name I couldn't remember, so I've just looked that up. 
He's an arms dealer, and there's going to be a deal going down. And I'll tell you what's weird about this, right? Because uh, Jake asks who he is, and he says he started in furniture, but soon moved into bigger things. And he's like, mm, arms. <laughs> how, how does that happen? How do you start you know, being a furniture salesman? And then suddenly start selling guns and, you know, like military grade weapons to people. In fairness to Segal, I think he means like the arms of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they plan to turn up at this arms deal and see if it leads them back to the girls. Segal likes the plan. He says, let's do it. Jake, you know I'll do anything for you. I owe you my life. Brother, listen to me. You don't owe me anything, but thank you. Listen, I may have a lead for you. A man by the name of Fernand Zadir, French Arab. Yeah, who is he? Algeria originally, then France. Been here 15 years. Started in furniture, but soon moved into bigger stuff. Bigger stuff meaning arms? Yes. And you know who runs most of his business for him? Abu Gharaf. Exactly. Let's do it. That's what he says. <laughs> Leds. Leds do it. And they're on the way. They go to see... Oh, yeah, I've got it written down here. Fernand... I've got Zadia. What is it? Zafia. That is Zadia. Zadia. I wrote down, we meet Padans. Because, <laughs> because I couldn't understand what they were saying. So having looked it up, it makes... Yeah. Yeah. Fernand Zadia. But Padans. That's not that far off. Yeah. Padans. It's, it's a bit of a waste. Padans Zadia. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a wasted trip for Segal there to see Zadia because they wait in the the. Um, he, he gets a slow motion walk by though, doesn't he? Yeah. From uh, Lena. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to Lena in a minute. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't even realise that was who that was. The first I thought the first time we saw her was at the the deal, but yeah, Zadia just like says nothing, and Segal's like, yeah, he's, he's basically he's, he's talking to Lena, and we we were overhearing it. I don't think I don't think uh, Hopper. And Sunti are overhearing it, but we're overhearing this conversation saying he's got the cops in his pocket and it'll all be okay. And then Sigal says, who's the girl? He says, oh, that's Lena. And I don't really know who she's supposed to be, to be honest. I don't know. Just, just a, someone called Lena. Yeah. yeah anyway, that, that's, that's the end of that bit. And then she leaves the meeting with uh, Fernand and uh, Jake walks over, uh, towering over everyone again. He had a slow motion uh, walk by from Lena and Hopper, where they just stare at each other. And Lena um, is a man, quite obviously a man. Obviously, from the moment I first saw her. And, yeah, and, uh, it, it, you know, I think later on that's supposed to be some sort of like, oh, my Big goodness, reveal, look at yeah. that, it's a man. But uh, it's quite obvious it's a man. Prominent Adam's apple. and Yeah, but still, it's, uh, they get a slow-mo walk by anyway. And Lena sees Segal and gets a little woody. <laughs> Which is a drink off the menu. <laughs> Downs it, burps. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a shot glass um, with, filled with whipped cream at the top. <laughs> um, yeah, got it all over his face. <laughs> He goes to see you after Zadia says, you know, fuck off, Segal. Yeah, basically saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you at all. And he just says, just pass on the message. That's a good, that was pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. It didn't really sound like him to me, but maybe it sounded better through the headphones. I think it was the actual facial expression of it, which would be lost (laughs) to all of you, but that was brilliant, believe me. Yeah, if only we were filming this. Um, Thank God we're not. 
<laughs> Massively unprofessional. Um, he goes to see Fitch McQuoid. Was it McQuoid? Fitch McQuoid. Fitch McQuoid to ask about Zadia. Fitch says to Seagal, I'm going to get you laid, even if it kills me. Yeah, which is a weird thing and, uh, and totally unprovoked. He seems very jokey considering Seagal's fucking daughter's missing. <laughs> He's just saying, well, I'm going to get you laid. Like, actually, I'm trying to find my fucking daughter, Fitch. Yeah, yeah. pack it in, McQuoid. And uh, Fitch says that he doesn't know Zadia. And Lulu um, walks Seagal to the door. And uh, this is when she says, let's go and speak in private. She's a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest. Isn't she just following him around? Yeah. All he did was save her from like some idiots. If yeah. they'd have got doorman, if they'd have got real proper security in that club, that wouldn't have happened anyway. Uh, Fitch lied to you about Zadia. That's what she says. And he says, how do you know that? I've seen him at the club. Oh, my God. And then Seagal just says, what else? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not much. (laughs) She says, nothing. I've just seen him. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Bye. I've only been working there three months, Stephen. What has she been doing before? Maybe you should have a little backstory for Lulu. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts asking him why he's here, and he's he's very vague, obviously, because he doesn't give a fuck about her. But he does say, I want you to do something for me. And apparently that's just to totally ransack the office, yeah. which is uh, stealth. Stealth itself. I will say in that scene, he like compared, like there's her on one side of the table, and then him on the other. He looks like some sort of giant. Yeah, some sort of Hulk, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's like sweating. Of course he is. He's in a pretty strip bar. Yeah, dressed in his fucking robe. <laughs> All robed up. No one else is dressed like that. <laughs> Have you no, noticed that? Even Th- people from Thailand. No one in Thailand is wearing robes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It's just his dressing gown, isn't it? It's just where <laughs> just forgot to get dressed. Yeah. He's got his hotel gown <laughs> they gave him when he moved in and slippers. Um, she yeah, she does. She goes through Fitch's office and then he gets a fax. Of all things. Yeah, yeah. It's quite quite amusing, actually. Because I actually thought, as if you'd send him a bloody fax I that know. says, have you, uh, meeting all arranged. Yeah. And then gives you the details of the meeting. And then rings him straight away anyway. Well, he rings him up and says, well, you fucking idiot. Well, you're sending me a fax. Yeah. And he actually does say that. If the boss finds out, he'll fucking kill you. Are the words he says. He'll eat your little nuts. <laughs> the words he doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know he's on the phone. <laughs> Maybe it's Lena. Um... <laughs> Maybe it's uh, General Little Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just, just General Little Nuts. <laughs> Got no idea. Salted, roasted, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is not very big. I like how the his office is literally just behind a little little it's like a curtain, little curtain. Yeah, you got no door or anything. Yeah, it's, and no bouncer on the door or anything. Any bouncers at all? Has he? I told you. He rips the facts up. He says, "No, I'm not going to be at the meeting." And rips the facts up. Yeah, which and says, makes it even more pointless to send him it. <laughs> so whoever the hell this guy is, he's sending him a fax of stuff that he's not going to do. What an idiot! Yeah, and he's the one that sort of blows the the whole film wide open. Yeah, it's, 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 this is like a massive revelation that uh, apparently you can't you can't trust Fitch McQuoid. The next day, Seagal and um, Sunti they're driving to the location. It's the Sang Tom train yard shootout, and it's a fantastic scene. Yeah, because the um, the actual facts I've got it written here. It says, "Attention, Fitch, deal set up. 
Sancom train yard tomorrow, 12.30, wear something low cut. But he's, he's, <laughs> he's not even going, so I don't know what the hell's going on, this guy. Thankfully, um, Jake Hopper is wearing a little off-the-shoulder number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off-the-massive-shoulder number. And by that, we mean he's just got his robe open, <laughs> like a drunk dad. <laughs> Robocop. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! At, at this point, right, that fax... That even gives his name. So he can't even say, oh, yeah, it was, must have come here by accident. Yeah. They, they've named him. They've told him <laughs> where it is, when it is. It's like, Jesus Christ. That is, that'll get you killed, that kind of stupid behaviour. Fucking, what the hell are you doing, salted little nuts? <laughs> <laughs> General nuts, <clears throat> get in here. <laughs> Where's your son, little nuts? <laughs> Private nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just in the corner, very shy. Just hiding. <laughs> um, Vern, he describes this as one of the action highlights of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I've yeah. actually I've written outstanding action sequence. I wrote blatant manners, woman. This is when the first time I noticed her, so I must have blacked out. I know you fancied her in the first bit. Yeah, he was like, look at Lena. <laughs> yeah, general nuts all over the place. I said, is that, a, is that a man or a woman? Where's Kelly LeBrock when you need her? <laughs> Just that little <laughs> she, beep. She'll have a beep. Please wake up. There's cash exchanged between, um, what's her name? Lena. Lena, Lena and Lena. the head of the Abu Karaf. Mongkol. But there looks to be an ambush on Mongkol. Yeah, I mean, there's already a double cross in action because people are sneaking around uh, with guns whilst other people already there with guns. So, you, you know, you know, something's going down. What I want to know, though, Ken, is is what will Seagal do in this situation? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you say, um, because he explains what he's going to do. <laughs> this is very odd, this. I've never seen this in a Seagal film. I, I like it. Yeah. He, he explains what's happening, and he explains the options that they've got. Yeah. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure moment. It's almost like, moment. Sh- like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's, it's like choose-your-own-adventure. Do we, A, shoot the guy who's about to snipe Mon Col, thus letting everyone know we're here and starting off a massive fight. Or do we just let Moncol get killed and just go home? Yeah, and lo- <laughs> go get some lemon chicken or something. Yeah, lose their only lead to the girls. Yeah. It's quite the conundrum. Well, it's not really, is it? Because He, does, he doesn't even ask Santi for his input. <laughs> he just says that that's the options, and I think we're going to go for the first one. Okay, somebody up there about to snipe Moncol. If I let him do that... I could lose the only link to my daughter, and I can't let that happen. If I shoot him, a whole world of trouble is going to come down on us. You know that, right? Yeah. Here we go. And he does it, and he shoots him. He shoots this sniper, shoots him so violently, he propels him through wood. And that's a hell of a distance away for a handgun. He's a bloody expert, okay? Yeah, the guy needed a sniper just to... Shoot someone next to him. Yes, and then Seagal's double the distance from that with a handgun, shoots him yeah. straight through the wall. But so many times that he bursts through wood. And then all hell breaks loose. Of course it does. You get a generic guitar riff playing all the way through this now. You get an action riff. Lena just walks slowly back to the car like nothing's going on. Seagal throws himself... <laughs> 
through this fucking train car, yeah. through the wood. Like, if he'd done that in reality, he'd just hit the ground <laughs> fucking e- unconscious. Not even through a window, but actually through, <laughs> through the side of the jo- of the carriage. Yeah, he... Um, it, it's a fantastic scene, though. It really is. It's, it really is fantastic. I, I love that bit. He, he's firing through midair, and by the time it takes him to smash through the wood and hit the ground, he's shot three people four or five times each. Yeah. <laughs> before he hits the with, ground. With one gun. So I don't know how many he's got in that clip, but he's he's spent it all. He also has a, a standoff with Mon Cole where they have guns drawn on each other, but they can kind of sense that they're not the enemy. No. It's one of those moments where, you know, obviously if he'd have just shot him, he'd have had no time to do anything. Because <laughs> it's a bit weird when they do that. Um, Sunty, meanwhile, he finally shoots the right person. Um, so he kills a bad guy and then has a little bit of a flashback just so you can see that it's... Uh, it's still there. The pain's still there. Pain runs deep. Uh, when Seagal, uh, when he's flying through the air and he lands, he actually lands on a, a small little wooden truck thing. Yeah, a little little train cart. That, that's on the train tracks. It's, it's similar to something that he used to have in cartoons, in the Western cartoons, yeah. like Bugs Bunny and it stuff. He used to hand pump to, yeah. to move. Yeah. yeah, it is like that. And he pushes off from the wall with his foot, and it's the slowest. <laughs> is it supposed to be slow motion or something? Or is that oh, just it's normal not, though, speed? Is it? You can no. see it's not slow motion. Yeah. It's real speed because the gunfire is yeah. normal. Yeah. And he's going so slow along these tracks, just shooting. He doesn't people. really give himself a lot of a lot of push, does he? No. It's kind of like he just kind of knocks it a little bit. I love that bit, actually. That's another bit that I used to remember laughing at. But still, he still manages to shoot everyone, and they can't shoot him because he's moving slightly <laughs> throughout it. It's <laughs> looking a... like he'd fall asleep at any second. Yeah, there's a lot of slow motion shots of men falling into water, like dirt and water on the ground over and over again. Yeah, it, it's it's like he kind of uh, is shooting the same people numerous times from different angles. Yeah, that's how, that's how it looks. I mean, it can't possibly be that many people there. And you do get like a you get a. a overall shot of everybody and there's people just falling over everywhere Seagal gets uh, arrested and it, but he still has time even though they say freeze and they're closing in on him he still has time to shoot a couple of people <laughs> before raising his hands <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Sunti, he's enjoying himself he? Sunti gets away which I was thinking oh he's going to break him out of this now and he doesn't um, we get to one of my favourite scenes actually is the police station mm. where Seagal he's getting the rollicking of his life by Thailand's answer to Police Chief Carl Weathers, he's complete with foam moustache. Yeah, and uh, Seagal uh, literally starts getting beaten by the the policeman behind him with a bat. He's got his hands cuffed in front of him. Starts getting beaten by the policeman behind him with a bat on, and Seagal then proceeds to beat up the entire police station. <laughs> Quite right, sir. with his hands handcuffed. Quite right. I was thinking, does nobody have a gun in this police station? They would have shot him by now. Can't do that. He does a, a great, um, obviously, you know, with Aikido and whatnot, he does a great disarm of the, the police chief. Uh, yeah, and, but they, as I say, as he does that, they finally decide, actually, there, let's pull our guns out. And uh, CIA agent Leon, as he's known, no yeah. one calls him Washington. Just, just Leon. Uh, turns up to bail him out. They seem to know each other as well. Yeah, it's, again, it's weird because he's not really been in it at all. And uh, shortly after this, he won't be in it again. Yeah, because they actually said that the reason he's going over is to look after him, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't trust these shadowy types. Just before he turned up, I was actually about to write, where the hell is that fucking CIA agent who's supposed to be over there looking after him? He's already been involved in about six fights. Well, there he is now. Uh, they say they know each other by first name, so that there must be some backstory there that's never explained. And uh, Jake says, Leon, Leon, my daughter's rotting somewhere in a goddamn hole. Do you expect me to get with your program while they're jerking my chain and yours? Ooh. I think that's what he says. I was trying to I think add to replay. He says, it says it exactly the same as that as well. It's really, <laughs> really, really natural. Really, really emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you're going back home. I'm taking you to the airport. Uh, Seagal says, no, you're not. And he says, okay, oh, I'm not. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I won't be here next time. And that's it. <laughs> he caves in very easily. Wait, hold it. Can't tell your men not to do anything stupid. Chai wai. Chai wai. Let him go, Jake. Leon, Leon, my daughter's rotting somewhere in a goddamn hole. Do you expect me to get with your program while the jerk in my chain in yours? You're not going to leave this place alive without me, do you? We'll see. Jake. He's coming with me. Someone steals Seagal's T-shirt from his bag in his hotel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were camping and they needed a tent. <laughs> yeah. And this is when... They didn't even of... wear a T-shirt. You don't see Seagal in a t-shirt. No, unless it's got, it hasn't got sleeves, but well, this one does. Yeah, he's not wearing a bloody t-shirt, is he? No, he's wearing fucking ceremonial robes. So, yeah, it could have been anyone's t-shirt. Lulu's then become sort of the centre of attention for this film for a little while, where she gets back to her um, her flat, she sees her roommate dead. She, she said, I, I thought she said, um, Jake, I'm home. But then I thought, well, she doesn't live with him. No. He wouldn't be there. So I don't know why <laughs> I wrote it. Just helped herself. To, <laughs> just, don't know, house. just don't know why I wrote that down. Yeah. She said some somebody I'm home. Yeah, it's a girl, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I don't know what her name was. Unless she was all called Jake as well. <laughs> yeah. She's calling everyone Jake after he saved her life, which he didn't. We get a voiceover from Sunty telling us exactly what we just saw, that the roommate's dead. Thankfully. Because I obviously I couldn't remember. I just wrote, Jake, I'm home. He drops uh, Seagal and her off at, uh, I think it's a bar, or maybe it's his hotel. I think it's his hotel, isn't it? It's in it? a safe house anyway, is yeah. what he says. This place is safe. And uh, Sunti then goes to look for Zafia. Fernand Zadia. Zadia. He goes to look for Zadia while Segal takes advantage of, yeah. <laughs> of a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this bit. I put Segal confronts... Lu- uh, not confronts. <laughs> Segal confronts. Segal comforts... Beats her up. Segal <laughs> comforts Lulu the only way he knows how. With a cold, hard stare. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's his face. And that, and that melts her heart. Yeah, it's a disturbing scene, isn't it? Yeah, he, he says, you can you can stay with me. And she says, yeah, but you won't always be here. And then he says the weird line of... Well, I might not always be here, but you can be with me as long as you want. What the hell is he talking about? I don't know. I wrote that down because I thought, well, that's weird. What are you asking us to... Just to Married? It might not always be here, but you can always be with me. Like, you're going to get married or something. She's like at least half his age. And just the the difference in body weight and just height. And yeah. That's it's, just... It's, it's a disturbing scene. Yeah, I think it's unnecessary as well. I'm not, not appreciating this scene. It's like shadow as well. So you just see the shadow of this massive bloke and then this sort of childlike girl on top. That's oh, horrible. That's enough. 
Anyway, General Cheekbones, yeah. he's practicing martial arts. Yeah, he's he's working out so intensely that every movement, sweat is flying off his body. That that scene needed the flash dance song playing. <laughs> That's it's quite incredible the amount of sweat he's got just on his body surface because that's just coming off at all all movements. He's sweat, sweat, yeah. sweat, sweat. The everywhere. strikes look impressive though that he's he's done. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, he looks like he can do the stuff, but. Uh, I don't know if he'd be doing this at the end of his workout because he seems to, by the look of his sweat, he's been working out for a long, long time. Uh, Ty Carl Weathers turns up, the uh, police chief, and he uh, tells him they had to release Hopper. And uh, Cheekbones offers him uh, an apple. Says, mm. well, we all make mistakes. Yeah. He makes him put it sort of close to his head. Yeah, he's, 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 he holds the apple out. He gets a bow and arrow. As you would. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you would in medieval England. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he holds it out. He says, "No, closer." And he brings it closer and closer to himself. And then he just fires an arrow through it. If this happens again, you will be the apple. Yeah, that makes no sense. Doesn't. That's what he should have said. I'd like it on a t-shirt though. He should have said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "I, I don't know." Um, well, I'm not going to tell you twice. Yeah, just just be careful. It's <laughs> not <laughs> like, fair enough. General Cheekbone says to um, Lena that she needs to silence Fitch and Zaire. Seagal and Sunty turn up at the docks to find everyone dead. Yeah, it's kind of like a wood factory. There's yeah. lots of wood. Lumberyard. Around. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense, saying it like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a factory of wood. Wood factory. <laughs> uh, I'm not in the industry. <laughs> yeah, there's already six corpses. <laughs> when they arrive, they're just dead people already. Yeah, and that explains why Lena has wood at this particular moment when she sees Seagal. <laughs> And she escapes. Her hands are covered in blood, and she escapes in the car. Her fighting style is very kung fu movie, isn't it? Well, all of these, all of these people now, all of her gang are very kung fu movie. They're just like they're all just on one leg. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> like all of them, they've all got swords, but they're all just balancing on one leg, which you know, health and safety wise, especially on top of the wood. Yeah, the way they hop about and stare into the camera does look a bit goofy, to be honest. But the actual fight scene is is really good here. Yeah, as well. yeah, I've, I've put great fights. Yeah, more wire work. He knows what he's doing with with sword fighting scenes. Anyway, this uh, this director, as you, as you see, if you know, if you've seen House of Flying Daggers or anything like that. And uh, afterwards, after they dispose of them all, we see Zaire dead with scratch marks on his face. Yeah, I think it's supposed to look like sword marks, but it just looks like he's, I don't know, maybe attacked by a, a cat. I thought it was uh, from Lena's. Oh, from his from the, her nails. From sorry, her, sorry. yeah, sorry, his. Yeah, yeah, from his, from, oh shit, I did it as well. From her nails. How yeah. confusing. Yes, yeah, it probably is then. And I put, the next scene is mental. We get a woman standing out in front of the car, and they stop, and Seagal somehow knows that he's meant to follow her. Yeah, she, uh, I think Sunty just says, what the hell? Yeah. But Seagal, he, he knows what the hell. He knows exactly what to do. And she, that's just follow her. Follow her into the back of this bar where she gets her tits out and drips water mm -hmm. onto her chest, and then a tattoo appears. Yeah, reveals some sort of hidden message. Seagal simply nods at her yeah. and then leaves. <laughs> it's a very unusual scene. Yeah, I've, I've actually written, um, that That must be what mammogram means. <laughs> We're guessing that, that that's basically telling him where to find the... The terrorist Mon group. Mon yeah. But it seems it seems an unusual way to send a message. 
to me anyway, unless that's how Thailand do it. If that is the way that uh, they transmit messages in Thailand, that's just another reason I might go. Just, you know, <laughs> just for correspondence. <laughs> it's the old way they used to pass messages. It'd be, it, no, no, it's not, though, is it? I believe surely, so. Surely not. It's massively elaborate. I mean, what was it? It's a tattoo, like an invisible tattoo. Invisible or ink. Because <laughs> it couldn't have been a tattoo. She'd be left with that forever. And what it is probably it? is. Just what, a, it, what does it, it say? Just like, it's a good term. job she didn't wet another part of her because maybe she'll have a different message written there. Maybe she did. Old, old hopper around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Big old hopper. Anyway, that's all that besides. Yes, he uh, he understands it. He knows what's going on and uh, heads off to meet Mon Cole. Yeah, Mon Cole is, he may be badly dubbed, Ken. And he well, may he is, yeah. and he may be a terrorist. Yeah, and also he is. But he's no kidnapper. No, because he draws the line there. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, he, it's bad and wrong. He's fine to <laughs> blow up buildings with innocent people in them. I think they were police, so maybe he doesn't see them as being innocent. That may be the the uh, Sigal slant on this sort of thing, you know, with the corruption. There'll be someone last day on the job in that police station. Just about to retire. He's got a, maybe a cake. Maybe his, his colleagues all cheering, you know, singing him a song. Someone's got him a titty-gram. Yeah. Poor guy. Full pension. Although, no, we, hang on, we, we saw the we saw the police station, though. Oh, yeah. There's nobody retiring there. Uh, Seagal believes him instantly because, you know, he's, he's had a suspicion through the whole film that they had nothing know, to do with he it. He knows exactly what's going on, Seagal. Mon Cole tells him stuff we already know about Lena, and she works for Bridgeport. Now, who's Bridgeport? I don't know. It was it was on the the facts that it was Bridgeport, but is that who who owns Bridgeport? Is it is it a, something to do with Fitch? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake! You're asking me for. Mon Cole says, "Thank you for saving my life." Thank you for saving my ass. And Steven Stegall says, "Nothing personal for me. It's all about the girls." Oh yeah! I'm just here for those girls. And then does a little booty shake. Steven Seagal is. On spring break. <laughs> does a little booty shake, jumps up, does a little twerk. Yeah. Uh, right right in Mon Cole's face. He doesn't like it. Yeah. Shoots him. Misses. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that happens, of course. That's the, the Seagal, I need to go and save my daughters, Ken. What's the plot of this movie? I don't know. There's, there's lots of other things in this film that needn't be. The Thai police kidnapped the senator's daughter so that America would help them eliminate the terrorists? No. That <laughs> makes much sense. Because we, we find out that Fitch McCoy is a... Uh, is is no, he's a no good dirty double-crosser. Of course yeah. he is. Every Anyone that he meets from the past does this. It's, it's like long-standing throughout all of his films. And you would have thought Fitch would have known that that Seagal's does it work together and stuff. Except, is, except is... of course, O'Malley. Yeah. In uh, Hard to Kill, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. What a guy. Well, I mean, he's forgetful and well, yeah, he's, 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 he, he kind of causes lots of problems, but <laughs> yeah. at least he's loyal. Surely he would know that this is Seagal's daughter and be like, actually, let's not fucking kidnap her. Let's just take the... Yeah, I know this guy. He'll fucking turn up and kill me. <laughs> turn up and kill all of us. He'll kill a whole bloody country. Fitch McCoy is terrible with faces. <laughs> terrible with feces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure why. Speaks. Sorry, sorry about that. Speaking of Fitch, you see him empty. Speaking of feces. <laughs> he's emptying out his safe. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> Which means he's just on the toilet. He's having a shit. 
and he's making a run for it until Seagal and Sun- Seagal's the quickest quickest man on two feet. <laughs> Which is a massive contradiction. Because <laughs> he's uh, he's in the jungle chatting with uh, Moncol, and now he's he's back at the bar with Sunty. Mm. He says, "You know something, Fitch? You ain't nothing but a trailer park bitch." Ooh. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Great. How are you? You know something, Fitch? You ain't nothing but a trailer park bitch. I think I finally figured it out. You lost out on all the heroin out of the north because it all went to the Chinese in the triangle. You lost out on the Abu Karaf in their arms dealing because, hey, they're Muslims and uh, after 9-11, well. So, you orchestrate the kidnapping of two poor little innocent girls. Then, you elicit Thai special forces and the CIA to crush your business competition. But you made one big mistake. You kidnapped my daughter. You done? Oh, right, so is he just telling us what's actually happening? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness for that. And CIA to crush his business competition. So this is all Fitch. So Fitch is the main bad guy. Well, no, because he's, well, sort of. He just runs a bloody titty bar. Yeah. Wow. Bloody Fitch McCoy. I should have known. Titty Fitches, I think is the name of it. <laughs> Titchy Fitches. <laughs> <laughs> but he made one big mistake. Well, yeah, no shit. Steven, Steven Seagal. Kidnapping Steven Seagal's daughter. Yeah. What an idiot. I think he'd have broken his wrist and thrown him through the window for doing one of any of those three, but he yeah. did all of them. Well, he's going to break all three wrists. Well, yes, obviously. three windows. Yes, obviously. This is Lena. She turns up. <sighs> this is where we get the big fight scene between her and oh, Seagal. Oh, this is the big reveal that... Uh, hang on a minute. Lena is a man. Great. I like this one. I want him. Well, you're not my type, but hey. Yeah, trying to all be like... Uh, it's a bit like Flash Gordon when um, Ming's daughter says the same thing about Flash. Uh, well, you're not my type, says Seagal, that fucking homophobe. He doesn't know at this point, apparently. How, no, could, how no, could he? Nobody knows at this point except those eagle-eyed viewers who can clearly spot a man wearing a wig. Yeah. Such as ourselves. She's got a whip. <laughs> yeah. She has, yeah. Hasn't she just? Yeah. She, not, fly, not <laughs> she flies through the air attacking him. Yeah, she does a little bit of that, a little bit of wire work. Yeah, this is very kung fu film kind of attacking, isn't it, with heels and nails. You and... can hear the sound effects as well. They're like kung fu film, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Seagal punches her through a table instantly. <laughs> That's what he does. And uh, she gets up and removes her bra, as, as most women would, I think. It works for me. I often <laughs> yeah. punch them through a table, they straight off. <laughs> and... Uh, we find out that it's a man. Yeah, and same same again for me. That usually <laughs> happens. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Steven, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Uh, Steven Seagal, do you know what his line is? Yeah, here? I do, yeah, because I wrote it down. I liked you much better as a bitch. Which he is says, weird, because like, that's his only reaction to it. He doesn't look shocked about it at all. He just says it totally deadpan face. Yeah, basically says everything. Yeah. Uh, he throws her through a a light. Yeah, he just smashes her through some sort of like hanging light. Uh, actually, the disarm by Sunday here is superb. Mm. How quick it is! Yes. I don't think that's sped up. I think that's no, that's just yeah. that's just technique. That's really good. That 
on, on Fitch. There's like, there's like there's about three, isn't there? Three moments of disarming somebody yeah. with a gun. Most of them Seagal, but this is great from uh, yeah. from Sunti. Two two one to Seagal. Seagal, so yeah, Seagal. So is Sun, a, Sunti owes him one. <laughs> I do like this. Seagal does it with the the handcuff chain on yeah. the uh, yeah. That, that is good. Yeah, he also does it for the taxi driver, doesn't he? Early on. Sunti then gives the gun to Seagal and says, um, uh, don't kill him. And uh, you're actually watching uh, Fitch reach down and, and get a gun from his his boot. His little ankle holster. But off the screen, Seagal is saying, Sunti, what am I supposed to do with him? And he goes, Sunti. I love the way he says Sunti. 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 What am I supposed to do with him, Sunti? It's not like I can take him home to mama. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Which would be weird, wouldn't it? If that is what happened. <laughs> if that is what happened. Mama. <laughs> Mama, I brought uh, Fitch McQuoid with me. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like that no good double crossing son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Who would play uh, Steven Seagal's mama? <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, Fitch pulls a gun from his ankle. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mama's dojo. Oh yes. Oh yes. Crossover. Oh god, oh, brilliant. A, the film pitch yeah, is ruined. The pitch is right in itself. He pulls a gun from his ankle and uh, Segal, but Segal's quicker. Of course he he's is. He's got it pointing at him already. Yeah, <laughs> he's already got him under gun <laughs> and just shoots him dead. Yeah. Shame. The only objective Finch managed to complete was getting Segal laid. Jake. This is between you and him. Please don't kill him. Jake, give me a break, huh? <laughs> For all time's sake. I'm just, you know, I'm really confused. Didn't you just say I'm a dog and I'm gonna die in this hole just like my daughter? Sunday, this is not a good man. I mean, what are we gonna do, Sunday? It's not like I can take him home to mama. <laughs> I guess he uh, sealed his own fate. We get a quick shot of uh, the USA saying they're going ahead with the plans. Hang on, is Lena dead? I think so, yes. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, she doesn't really have much fight in her, to be Poor honest. Poor guy. Yeah, they're, they're saying they're going ahead with the plans in. I think it's a bit of a, a bit less time now. I think it's 42.74 hours, I think mm, they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got to stick to the, uh, the schedule. Yeah, Leon looks like he's just sitting at a table just having some breakfast. <laughs> he seems totally pointless in this film. Yeah. And um, he rings up uh, General Cheekbones to say oh, that the plan is going ahead and the USA will be attacking them. Yeah, but he's not in on it, is he, Leon? Well, Seagal thinks he is. He rings he's... him up, doesn't he, and says, well, well, we'll get to it, but General Cheekbones then goes to this place. It looks like fucking Alice Cooper's house. There's spiders, there's fucking scorpions, they've got some devil statues. Yeah, that, that is Alice Cooper's house. I was there last week. It's the it's the wizard from about five minutes into the film. Yeah, remember him? No, nah. Of course you don't. <laughs> of course you don't. Anyway, you remember him again when you see him because you think, oh yeah, it was that weird guy for no reason. Yeah, he comes bearing gifts, the general, and he gives him a a little box with Steven Seagal's green T-shirt in yeah, it. Yeah, massive, absolutely huge. When he takes that out of the box, I'm surprised it's not something like a maybe a, a ponytail or a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, this is Big Mac. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's what he went to Thailand to actually rescue. Yeah. His Big Mac had been kidnapped. <laughs> or a, a robe. <laughs> had been Big Mapped. What? <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Seagal, 
He's got his own mystical bullshit going on. He goes to uh, the master at the temple who gives him some sort of protective amulet yeah. necklace thing. Yeah, and he says that uh, he can have it because everything he's doing is for love. Yes. So murdering all those people is okay. Okay, USA. I was thinking, did, did Buddhists have magical medallions? But then I thought Ace Ventura too. He gets one from a Buddhist as there well. There you go, you see. They're so, all about it, aren't they? Yeah. They love, they love a bit of magic. Maybe it's the same one. It's all very spiritual. He gives money and uh, Tom Collins' phone number to Lulu in case he doesn't make it back. And uh, they, they hug and it goes off screen to another shot of the water. And then Lulu just says, keep it. Um, silence and then says, I will be waiting for you when you get back. And she's just, just a shot of her alone looking out into the water. Yeah, Sunty's praying as well. By the way, he's also praying. There's a lot of praying going on. Yeah. Uh, basically just gearing up for a big final showdown. And um, and lots of praying and preparation for it. Usually you just, you know, just get in your car, go, have a showdown, done. This one, awful lot of uh, prep. Somehow he knows that magic's going to get involved, so he goes and gets himself an amulet. Which is weird that he knows that, because that's probably the last thing you'd be thinking. <laughs> if he's like, right, I'm going to go and kill the people who've got my daughter... But I best get a magic. Just in case they've got some magic going on. (laughs) Meanwhile, Thailand's answer to Rob Zombie is casting a spell. It's the the old wizard. Uh, Is this the first like sign of any sort of magic? Not any sort of magic, but just magic in general in a Seagal film. Magic that actually works. Uh, uh, There's been allusions, allusions to magic, not illusions, which kind of are magic. Um, But I, I don't know. I mean. I mean, yeah. You kind of usually just take it as a, you know, yeah, whatever. Nothing happens. Yeah, like Mark for Death's got voodoo, but there's, it doesn't have any effect. Well, at least none that, that we know. voodoo, The voodoo bit, actually, in Mark for Death, um, when the uh, she was naked, wasn't she? And she was smoking a cigar, and she got into, like, a bath and everything. Yeah, I used to, I used to rewind that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, so it, it worked for me. So that maybe that was magic because <laughs> <laughs> things happened. So you know, fair play to her. Anyway, yeah, she didn't last long in that film. But yeah, the voodoo in that—I don't know—it didn't really happen. Did it? it? Didn't make anything different. It was turned out that it was just, just you know, two of them. <laughs> it wasn't magic, was it? They were just twins. That's not yeah. magic. Yeah. So like the magic of uh, the prestige of life. The magic of life. But um, what else did they do? I guess it was kind of like vampires, wasn't there? In Against the Dark. Didn't they get rid of that, though? In- yeah, I think it was a drug in the end. Yeah. But that's a shame. What was the other one that was supposed to be zombies that he was against? Was it like Submerged? Yeah. Supposed to be zombies. Yeah. But I wish it what- was. <laughs> that was bloody awful, that film. Vinnie Jones is in Submerged, I think. What's uh, what's he called him? Is it Jake, Jack, John? One, one, one of them, yeah. One of all them. of those. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jack, John. Jake, Jack, John. Jake, Jimmy, Jack, Johnson. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you something I else. I think as well, in that one, he says, there's some sick shit up in here, alligator. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's totally Cajun. Turns out that um, the shaman is making a little doll of Steven Seagal. Yeah. In his, in his favourite T-shirt. <laughs> Which... Uh, I don't know, it'd probably sell quite well if they actually really made them. Well, I'm actually, this leads in perfectly, Ken. We've done well here. We actually sound like we know what we're doing for a change because I was going to ask you that if you made a Steven Seagal action figure, mm-hmm. 
what what would it do? What what what, what would be the phrases when you you pull the the string on the back? Um, anyone seen Richie? Yeah, would be one phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, yo fuck nuts <laughs> uh, would be uh, probably the main one. I think I've played that a lot. What about? Can we start over? No, Jesus, no. <laughs> What's that from? Is that Glimmer Man? Um, no, that's from the other one that's the same. Yeah. Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds, yeah. Yeah, DMX. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have okay, Kung... okay, yeah, go on then. Why not? That can be in there. Kung Fu Grip. Well, he would have, yeah, he wouldn't say it. No. He, 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 he would have Kung Fu. You press the legs and he'd have Kung Fu Grip. Yeah, he might. I don't know. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because he'd have to throw things. Yeah, I remember some of my old uh, action figures had like the um, spring-loaded arm. Oh yeah, like of the He-Man figures. Yeah, so yeah. you'd lift his arm and he would just chop. Like, yeah, back down. I remember the uh, the action men. They had the uh, you look through the back of his head, and he had like the eagle eye vision. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you used to look through the back of his head. There was a switch on the back of his head that you moved, and his eyes would move. Oh no! This was a, a an action man. He could look through. There's a little eye hole thing. What? And it had like a target. How big was this doll? <laughs> it's only an eye. It wasn't. <laughs> he had a full sized head. <laughs> no, it's just You're a, looking through a small it's, doll. It's just a little eye hole thing that you look through <laughs> in the back that of his sounds head. Sounds bloody rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pointless. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't have that. No, I'd probably grown up by then. <laughs> Oh yeah, it only came out last year. As you, as you pointed out, I'm much, much older. Oh, than that's you. true. A lot, by yeah. a lot. Yeah, right. Um, what would he be wearing? Just fucking robes. robes. Of course he would. He'd be wearing robes. <laughs> he'd with... also have um, um, a, a long leather coat. Yes, that he could put on. Yeah, it'd, uh, it'd be uh, difficult, but it'd be worth it. Then again, because if you're taking off those robes. What the hell's that doll going to look like underneath? <laughs> he's just got a, a... It's not going to be like the old Barbie days, is it? <laughs> he's, he's just got a vest, I think. Vest underneath, beret comes comes with it. Just The vest, what, you mean like a string vest? No, just like a black... Under his robe. Nondescript black vest. Oh, right, okay. Switchable head, one with ponytail, one without. You'd never take it without, would you? I don't think anyone nah, would. No, nah, that would that would never be used. That would be a pointless extra. Then you get play sets as well. Anybody seen Richie play set? Yeah, the bar. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> it. Because that's, that's where he says it most. <laughs> I'd buy that. I would. <laughs> I'd have that. I mean, I've got, um, I've got like Michael Myers um, positional figures. I think they're called. I was going to call it a doll. Yeah, like collectors ones. Yeah, I've got the. Um, I've got Leatherface as well. I've got the Scream one as well. I've got Ghostface from Scream. So, yeah. Yeah, and they've all got their own little sort of like a tombstone thing. I think it's from McFarlane stuff. That was from years ago. They've probably all graded everything by now. Haven't you got the sort of over-exaggerated Freddy Krueger and Jason as well, haven't you? Like their, Yeah, like... yeah, the big, the, the plush ones. Yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, Jason, Freddy, and Leatherface again. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, Ken's got this sort of dungeon just full of... Film memorabilia, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it's the only place I'm allowed to keep them in the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even really in the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna go and make sure they're not rotting every couple of days. Yeah, but them and, and the the women and, the, and the corpses, yeah, <laughs> the bloody hookers. Um, yeah, so Steam Scar action figure, get that made because I I tell you what else he could say is uh, what does it take to change the essence of a man? Oh, that'd be brilliant. 
<laughs> yeah, he can do loads. He's got some really stupid quotes, hasn't he, in his yeah. films? I, th- I think he could. And of course, the uh, the stage play set with the guitar for when you want him to sing the blues. Yeah, when he's jamming. Because we've seen Seagal live, haven't we? We have, yeah. Very good. We went and saw him live in, I think it was Wolverhampton, wasn't it? It was, yeah, Bilston. It was uh, the Robin 2. And it was, um, he used to be in a, with Thunderbox. I'm not sure if he was touring with Thunderbox. That was his band name. Yeah. Was that the name of the woman? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have loved to have met her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know and- what she was singing? She was staring straight at me. <laughs> That's how it looked to me. And that's same with me, but with Seagal. <laughs> um, Ken was wearing a "Has anybody seen Richie" T-shirt, and everyone was getting pictures with you, weren't they? Yeah, I had, I had that made actually, just, just for, for that. that. Yeah, just for that. I went you to see him twice. Though. Yeah, I did see him two nights uh, consecutively: one in Liverpool and one in Bilston. He gets shit for his music, but it was enjoyable. It was a good to be, time. To be honest, we, we spoke to one of the roadies as well after the Bilston one, and he he said it, it went a lot better than. Uh, the one last night because he said people were shouting and he was getting heckled and yeah. I, I, I and he wasn't getting heckled at all it was just people were shouting dialogue from his films at him <laughs> <laughs> people were just shouting anyone seen Richie every time there was a pause You've got to expect it though hasn't he yeah but he, he seemed to think that people were just shouting at him the one in Bilston was brilliant every everyone just enjoyed great. the music that was, was that was a good time that everyone yeah. was having fun yeah. He's um, very, very good as well. Very, yeah, very, I mean, very talented blues uh, guitarist. Yeah, and all of his band were amazing as well. Yeah. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Back to the film. Seagal rings uh, <laughs> Leon and tells him uh, General Cheekbones has the girls, but he must know that anyway and hangs up. Yeah, he, he basically just is a little bit passive-aggressive, isn't it? Yeah. He's just like, yeah, thanks for the help. Yeah, so it kind of sounds like he thinks that he's part of the bad guys, but I don't think he is. Well, we we never find out if he is. He no. just kind of like hangs up as well and just goes. Mm-hmm. He's like shit and puts the phone down. So it's like I was even found out as he knows that that's happening. Yeah. But what would he gain from any of this? Nobody really knows no. what the film's about. And why would he bail him out of jail? Certainly, certainly, Seagal doesn't know. Yeah, they had him captured. Why would Leon bail him out if he was part of the plan? It doesn't make any sense. And then also, why would he tell Leon if he was? Because that would just totally ruin the fact that he was on his way to save them. Yeah. Either way, none of it makes sense. Uh, who cares? It's nearly finished, and uh, we're off for a big old fight. What us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> I love how long there's a scene here where they're breaking into the place. I love how long the scene is when he's doing the hand signals. Yeah, I've written that. Yeah, to, I've written uh, absolutely Sunday. nonsense hand gestures. <laughs> is that an ad lib from Seagal, You reckon? Because it could last for ages. <laughs> it's, it's like if you were to do it, like I don't know. It's like if Naked Gun was to do was stupid hand gestures. I was going to say hot shots. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I don't know, little birds flying and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, whip whip around your hand and fly, 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 go, go, go. He's doing all of this yeah. to Sunty. He's just yeah. staring He's at just him. Just looking and going, "What?" So <laughs> like, why aren't we talking? <laughs> you might as well just have said it because there's nobody about. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, th- I think the last one was go <laughs> yeah. for the gestures. I think the last gesture was go. Yeah, there's there's a gunfight all through the house. Um, they find the girls. They save them. Sunty leads them away while Seagal has the big showdown fight. Yeah, because they, they've got silencers, you see. That's how they're sneaking around. They've got silencers on their weapon. Even though every time Seagal or Sunti uh, shoots, 
the person they shoot uh, shoots his gun into the air, so it kind of gets just. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, they're being silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, General Cheekbone shoots arrows at Sigal. Oh yeah, he's not happy about that. He doesn't like this. Uh, he shoots one out of the air straight away. Quite right. <laughs> There's a CGI of a CGI arrow getting just scraped by the 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 bullet, which then makes it explode. And then you see the bullet go. Oh, it's, it's not it's brilliant. It's it's, uh, it's just, brilliant. I, I suppose love this bit. I suppose it's two thousand and three. So you can, I mean, actually, to be fair, that this this is better CGI than is in most of his films. Yeah, yeah. We follow the bullet direct yeah. from his gun. It goes through. It it tears through the arrow. It diverts its path, and he's not dead. So you know it works. He cuts another one in half with a samurai sword. Yeah, yeah. He says like he sees it in the reflection of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuts it in half right down the middle as right he's fired. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Robin Hood, where he used to shoot straight through another arrow. Yeah, this one he just cuts it in half with a sword. He hates arrows. Who doesn't? Well, exactly. There's some blat- This is the most blatant stunt double work here. This guy. Here. <laughs> yeah, the crazy, he's so thin. The crazy sped up fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even the stunt double can fight as fast as they show it. Yeah. Nobody can. And uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee, you go, yeah. No chance. No chance. This is sped up like about three times. Well, we, we get interspersed with this is the wizard. To be, honest, to be honest, if you watch this film, you know, like if you just press like fast forward whilst you're watching it and it sped it up a little bit. That would be totally insane, wouldn't it? That would be the fast. But that's how it looks. It looks like somebody's done that whilst they were filming it. Yeah. And they all watched it and thought, actually, let's speed this up. Let's go one point five. Yeah. No, let's go. Let's go three. <laughs> yeah, they, they like that in Hong Kong, though. In Hong Kong cinema, don't they? they like speeding up fights. Yeah, I don't know why though. Yeah. They shouldn't do because it's like the main piece of the film. Isn't yeah. It, to have a fight. That's, that's the point. On Scott Adkins' podcast. Um, well, his his interview thing on on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's a you can get it on Spotify or whatever. But he was saying that he would always um, when he was younger he would watch these and try them. And he's like, "How the hell are they that fast? It's crazy." Yeah. Then he found out that a lot of them were sped up. Yeah, it's the the art of action, isn't it? That's called, what it's called. Yeah, yeah on yeah. YouTube, definitely. If anyone's interested in that, he interviews Gary Daniels, Mark DeCascos, just. There's loads of interviews. Steven Seagal, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah interviews Steven Seagal, Seagal well. Dolph Lundgren. He interviews all the sort of action heroes from these times because he's a massive. Fan he of does them. A, a few others as well, doesn't he? He does um, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. He interviews Tony Jarre as well. Yeah. All, all the action heroes. So, and he's actually a really good interviewer, um, Skardkin. So definitely worth a watch. Oh, he's a fan, isn't he? I mean, that's how he got into it. It's basically like us, except uh, he did something about it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just taking the piss out of the films, I mean, yeah. he does as well. I mean, you know, he knows that they're bad but great at the same time. But he's also an amazing martial artist. Yeah. Um, he actually, when he interviews Seagal, I think that's probably the one of the best interviews with Seagal I've seen because Seagal's a hard interview. But um, he's very respectful with with Scott Adkins, I guess, because he's also a martial artist. I guess is probably one of the main reasons. And it is a good interview, but they all are. So especially Mark DeCascos comes across as just so fucking likable. He does, actually. Yeah, I, I follow him on uh, Instagram and everything he does on that. It's just fun. Yeah. He and just it's, looks it's, like he's just enjoying himself. Yeah. I love the fact that they got him in for John Wick 3 and stuff because he, he seems just such a nice guy. And, it, you know, his older films, um, some of them are Brit, especially... Um, Crying Freeman? No, no. Um, Drive. The, dri- yeah, Drive's great, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, drive is is amazing. Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, check definitely check that out. Um, the 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 wizard starts sticking pins in Sigal's little doll, and mm. Sigal drops to a knee. Yeah, I I thought he was just tired. And so, yeah, he probably <laughs> was. Just like, oh god, this is going on. And uh, he, yeah, and he drops his sword. You know, it's going badly for him. But luckily, the chain around his neck. Yeah, yeah, snaps. yeah. He's he's got his own magic. Snaps and lands on the ground. Uh, and uh, <laughs> a general cheekbone says, "You might defeat me, but you cannot defeat the magic." Mm. Which is nice. It looks like he's done for, to be honest. Until the voodoo doll bursts into flames. Quite right. He he runs he runs into him, doesn't he? Takes him clean off his feet. Yeah. Into a cabinet. Yeah. Which again smashes to pieces. And there's a sort of a, a, a the the camera zooms back away for once it the 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 doll bursts into flames. It zooms back away out of the the wizard's little hut and then goes and zooms through the air and, go, and goes to the temple. I like that bit as well. Yeah, I quite like that. And it, we see the the monks all, it's all like, praying. Um, it's like the Evil Dead, wasn't it? Yeah. Where you followed the camera angle through and, uh, you know, something's happening. And they're praying and that's enough for them to keep the evil at bay. Yeah, it's, it's the whole temple. The whole temple are involved. It's yeah. not just that one guy. It's all of them. Not just the turtle. They're all involved. Now All of the turtles. Yeah. Donatello. <laughs> all four of them. <laughs> Raphael. Splinter, he's, he's in the back mimicking he's... the moves from his master. <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's just mano y mano. No yeah. magic. Magic, get out of here. And Sigal just fucks him up. Yeah, he's throwing people through glass cabinets, though, yeah. isn't he? He punches him clear across the room at the end. And there's one point where he's literally got his hand just perfectly straight and he's just digging them into his yeah. body, into his throat and his solar plexus as well. That that first one where it's sort of almost under the, the ribs, yeah. that looks painful. And then ends up just like fucking punching him across the room about 20 feet. And then smashes through a cabinet. Yeah, there's never been a film that's actually managed to get somebody being propelled across a room to look like it's real. Yeah, well, and definitely this not certainly this one. doesn't. No. <laughs> this one certainly doesn't. Happened in China O'Brien actually as well. Cynthia mm. Rothrock. I don't know if you've seen that, one, but yeah. uh, oh goodness me, that's just funny. Which is the Cynthia Rothrock one with the fight on the um, the netting? There's like a massive like rope netting. Oh, they're all remember. fighting up and they fall. Oh, that's fucking great. That is. I can't remember now. Cynthia Rothrock is badass. She does. She did a lot of Hong Kong films, didn't she? I fancy Cynthia Rothrock. She's also on the Scott Adkins uh, interview thing. I fancy. Her. <laughs> if you're listening, Cynthia. <laughs> um, the wizard passes out. Yeah, good. Or, or dies. I'm not I, sure. I, I, I said it. Wizard, wizard down. I've written. <laughs> <laughs> the Seagal, He he hugs his daughters. And um, oh, he's only got one. Oh, sorry. He hugs the daughter and the uh, the senator's <laughs> and daughter, the Winthorpe girl, before congratulating Sunty. Sunty says, "We did it, Jake," and then collapses into his arms. Yeah, I've got Sunty dies, but he probably doesn't, does he? He does. What? Yeah, that's a funeral at the end of the film. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, because. <laughs> Oh, it's God. weird, weird. I didn't notice that because my next note is scatters his ashes. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd hope he died. <laughs> he helped him out, and then he just burnt him alive. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. That's my, my last notes as well. Scatters ashes. He's been shot in the back. He's Ooh. got gunshots all to, all on his haven't, back. Haven't we all? In in between the uh, the Seagal fight scene, you see Sunti helping the girls to keep safe. 
And he walks out in the middle of this massive room and there's loads of people surrounding him with machine guns just shooting at him. And it looks like it has no effect and he just starts randomly shooting. So I was like, how the hell has no one been able to shoot him there? But he falls down. You think it was the magic. Maybe. But it wasn't. It's a kind of magic. Um, Yeah. He's been, yeah, and he says, see you next time, Jake, and dies. A Buddhist reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. But. What? Seagal looks up. And he sees a toddler with a shotgun. (laughs) Toddler with a shotgun. Yes. I'd watch that. Vengeance is mine, is what the little toddler says. <laughs> and then Seagal, he nods and drips water onto his tits, <laughs> revealing a tattoo showing the toddler its way home. It's the toddler, Ken, this from the, the beginning pitch. of the film. What, ten years later, it's still a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Everyone else has got older. Toddlers can live forever, forever in that form. <laughs> As toddlers. If they choose to. <laughs> Cut to Santi's funeral. I suppose with no one to guide them. Yeah. They had no choice. How can they evolve? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, symbolic from Seagal. <laughs> Beautiful. Cut to Santi's funeral. Uh, it's Seagal, and he's spreading his ashes in the river, and I thought, that's going to fucking take a while, <laughs> the way he's doing it. He's getting yeah, half a hand. He just walks into the, into the <laughs> fully sea, clothed, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's fully robed up. Yeah. And he says, uh, I'll be here a while. We get a superimposed shot of Sunty smiling on top of the water. <laughs> it looks so fucking cheesy. Do you remember that? <laughs> I think it's lovely. <laughs> and he says, goodbye, brother. Close up of Seagal's face. Very close up. And There's a lot of close ups, actually, in this. Yeah. There's too many close ups, I think. Yeah. Uh, they get more as, as, yeah, and as the very, films very go close. on. They're very close. They're almost too close. The, the the more recent the film, the more close-ups of Seagal's face. Which is than weird, because, you know, he doesn't look as good as he did. So why on earth would we be zooming in that far? Almost, almost like, into his face. And that's the end of the film. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Do you think this is his best direct-to-video film? Or one I of? think it's one of them. I mean, I know I suggested this because of the stupid bits, like the slide at the beginning, the train bit, all of that rubbish. But I actually really enjoyed watching yeah, I, it. Again. I did as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good film, and um, it's essentially taken, Yeah. but Steven Seagal instead, which, to be honest, most of his films, after a certain time, were the same plot. Somebody, you know, gets kidnapped or hurt or killed, or and he just goes and gets revenge on them. Did Neeson get a tittygram in that? Did he have to fight a transvestite? Um, no. Although Famke Janssen, I mean, she could give me a tittygram any day. <laughs> the fight scenes as well, I think, are, are brilliant in this. And obviously, you know, that's thanks to the, the director. Yeah, it's a bit weird though, isn't it? It's not him. And he's doing stuff that he would not do ever. Or yeah. Wouldn't couldn't even dream of doing. He'd probably yeah. wake up tired out if he was to dream of jumping up <laughs> spin kicking people yeah but the great good really great choreograph though all the, there's no fight scene that is disappointing i don't think no and i, I quite like the ones where they are close up with him yeah because he's actually think that, that is him he seems to be more involved in this than some of the later ones yeah i mean especially now it's like he's almost totally not there i know you said about the director and that doing the stuff afterwards but yeah at least he was still there <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was one film where they said they had to do reshoots. He just didn't bother turning up for them at all. 
like everything was sort of shot. Um, there, was, there was one. There's one. It's um, Stephen Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It might be Maximum Conviction or something. Yeah. Um, they're never in the same shot. Yeah. They are in the film. They stood there talking to each other, but they're not. It's On just, screen at the same it's, time. It's just a bald guy facing away from the screen whilst the gal's talking, and then it's just some guy in a wig facing the, away from the screen when Stone Cold's talking. It's like it's not them. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Terrible. This is one of his last... <laughs> still, still watched it, obviously. Yeah. This is one of his last high production ones as well, I think. You know, there's a lot of on set, on location shooting, lots of extras, lots of gunfire. It looks really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the the scenery and everything, Thailand looks beautiful. Yeah. And lots of varied set pieces as well. I mean, you get martial arts, you get some old school kung fu, you get guns, swords, spears, arrows. Yeah, all, spears, yeah. There's all sorts of different. Every single uh, action set piece has a different weapon or fighting style. It's it's a lot of fun, I think. It's uh, definitely probably my favourite of his uh, director video yeah, films. I, I enjoyed watching it again. I mean, it is fucking silly at times. It just, doesn't make any sense, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know what's going on. Don't know who the bad guy is, unless it was just Fitch all along. He's the main bad guy. I mean, he fights a transvestite, shoots arrows out of the air with a gun, yeah. uh, defeats an evil wizard. Yeah, and watch- wizards. Wizards. What the yeah, hell? And watches a guy get killed by a tomato. <laughs> He's got it all in this film. We've all been there. And with that, <laughs> we'll move on to this week's film pitch. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I was, I was talking to Ken about, um, before we did this, about the Seagal interview with Scott Adkins, in which Scott Adkins asked him, what kind of film that you haven't done yet would you like to do? And Seagal answered that he would like to do a Western. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like the sound of that already. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, yeah, why not? So I think with that in mind, to save Seagal some um, some time, we're going to film picture at Steven Seagal Western. Mm. Right nice. at you. Nice, nice. Right into your ears. Oh, in your ear hole. So Seagal is playing half Indian, half cowboy, I think. Because, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to want... He's going to want to be Native American. He's got to have some sort of spiritualism, hasn't he? Yeah. Can't just be a plain out Western. I'm thinking, Ken, I'm thinking he's wearing full Indian headdress. Yeah. And a cowboy hat on top of that. On top. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) Apart from, obviously, (laughs) logistically, how he's going to get that up there and keep it there. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. What? But the, the this is the thing. What the fuck's his name going to be? He's going to have to have a good name. Is it going to be Indian related or is it not? Is he just going to have a cowboy name? Both. <laughs> if he's going to be half half, he's going to have both, hasn't he? Yeah. Big Chief fights on stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> no, that's that's just all Indian. He can't be a big chief. No, he he's can't. not allowed to be the big chief. No, because he's um, he's half blood, isn't he? So yeah. he can't be a chief. I don't know if that's the rules, but that's probably the rules. Yeah, I'm sticking to. I'm sticking to it right now. His name is Tex. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Pete. We'll come back to the name. <laughs> he's got he's got uh, a gang. 
What what else is he wearing? He can't just wear that because that's that's horrible. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yes, <laughs> I think obviously a polka dot waistcoat. I like I like him if he was to wear his um, tasseled jacket. I think yeah, I think the he's suede tasseled jacket. I think he he's literally Indian, all Indian garb because that's all Sagal's going to wear. Let's face it. Yeah. And a cowboy hat on top. Not sure he'll wear that cowboy hat. Well, we're going to have to add it in post then. <laughs> Not to CGI it on. CGI. <laughs> I CGI a cowboy hat. CGI a cowboy hat. It's about three feet above his head. <laughs> one of those At ten gallon times. ones. <laughs> those big ten gallon one hats. One of those comedy ones from uh, Superman Three that Richard Pryor wears. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we could convince him to shave the the bottom of his goatee off so he's got the big tash? No. Fuck. I don't think so. We'd have to CGI that. Hang as on. Well. How, was he gonna get, how are we going to get out past his fucking orange glasses he wears all the time now? You can't wear them in the Wild West. Could we give him orange uh, contacts? <laughs> <laughs> if he needs to see orange. <laughs> he always, you know what I'm on about, those little... No, I, I do, yeah, but I don't know if he needs to see orange or whether <laughs> his eyes are very sensitive. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what we're going to do about that. Would the, um, would the hat... Oh no, it's too high up, isn't it? To to block the sun. Yeah. I just thought if he was oversensitive to sunlight, is is the cowboy hat would do that trick, which is the exact purpose of it. Mm. But not if it's above his head by some distance. I think it's going to be a uh... <laughs> not real. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the main thing. <laughs> I think um, it's going to be a sort of seven samurai type, you know, classic storyline where the townsfolk need Sigal. To help them with is he uh, is he already there though he's already in the town he t- we well we t- he turns up oh good yeah he's a I was gonna say he need, he needs to arrive he can't just just be always be there yeah he's ex- just he's, never done anything he's an ex lawman who's he's starting a new life with his family got a farm you know pretty sort of uh, got some land unforgiven with Clint Eastwood think that he's out of the spotlight and then the local town the sheriff you know there's it gets overrun by ne'er do wells and bad guys and he's he's got to go in and okay okay yeah well it's it's, it's a basic plot but it's never stopped him before so uh, <laughs> so what we need now is bad guys yeah well we need he he has to go and get his um he's got there's two brothers in his gang he's got to go and get them yeah back he's got to get them back from the brink somewhere else <laughs> no his his old his old uh, lawman partners uh, he's he's bringing them back. They're the, the best partners he ever had. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, they are played. Obviously, you're casting at yeah, the moment, yes. so go for it. They are played by Kenby Wilde and Dominic Lawton. Holy shit. We're in this film. We are, yeah. Oh, man. You yeah. play Randy Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of being stereotyped. <laughs> We're the Breakfast Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> what are you? Called? What's for breakfast? What is what is that's our catchphrase? <laughs> What's your name? Continental. <laughs> um, yeah, John, <laughs> Randy, and John breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you're Randy breakfast. <laughs> you're just John. John, yeah. Okay. No, Jack. That's called cool. Jack breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is that cool? <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what cool is. So, yeah, Jack Breakfast. Yeah. 
Randy breakfast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I'm happy with this. Yeah, the bad guys. Well, the, the sheriff that asked for help in the first place. It's not us as well, is it? How many roles have we got? No, no. All oh, right, okay. That's Carl Weathers. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, lawman. Yeah, what's he called? Sheriff Carl Weathers. Brilliant. The bad guy is played by Dolph Lundgren. Ooh. Ooh, that, that budget's gone up. <laughs> is that why me and you are in it? Yes. Because we've got Seagal, Carl Weathers and Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Okay. He's also got two two mates with him, two little mates. Oh, no. Are these played by us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in dual roles. <laughs> two, two brothers. Yeah. What are they called? Lunchtime. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> the dinner brothers. <laughs> What are we going to do for... Are we going to just wear eye patches if for the bad guys? <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. Obviously, we can't just look the same. <laughs> one each or...? <laughs> yes, same, I think so. The same one. Two each. <laughs> As is customary on this, you've got to wear two eye patches. Um, yeah. Can we have scars if we're the bad guys, please? Yes. Yeah. Where do you want R- yours? R- uh, well, I mean... Buttocks. <laughs> of course. Pat Buttocks. Yeah. Are we the Buttocks brothers? <laughs> yeah, okay. Pat and, That was a good uh, film you were in, wasn't it? I think we've all, they've already done that. Yeah, I think we covered that one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat and... Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> who, who, else, who else would be the Buttocks brothers? <laughs> Pat Buttocks and... and... <laughs> um... Happy. <laughs> Happy buttocks. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> I just go around singing. <laughs> I just go around singing. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Here comes Happy Buttocks. And his brother, Pat. <laughs> Come here, you. <laughs> just walk past. Just going around, just giving him a little slap. I've got this vision of you acting sort of like the devil from Cow and Chicken. <laughs> just rolling <laughs> just in. Just rolling into scene. Well, that's Happy Buttocks oh, for you. Oh, God. It's a good thing we're tall with, with Lundgren, I guess, isn't it? Because <laughs> we would have looked ridiculous. Happy buttocks. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't want to look ridiculous with <laughs> the name like that. <laughs> the last thing you want. What's Dolph Lundgren's character called? Is, oh, is he, he's the bad guy, yeah? The main bad guy. It can't be the buttocks gang. No. It's got to be called whatever he's called. <laughs> I want you to go out and get these buttocks. <laughs> That's what Seagal says at one point. <laughs> yeah. We need to we need to shut down these buttocks. Wait, do you hear something? It sounds like buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sheriff, sheriff, the buttocks are coming. <laughs> they left their calling card. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fart in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely happy buttocks. <laughs> How do you know? Because when I opened it, it went. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, and I think Segal would have to. Um, we need a name for Segal. Something oh, fucking yeah. mental. <clears throat> Billy, <laughs> <A> crazy bastard. 
Billy Crazy Bastard. <laughs> yes, there, there we go. go. You got it. There you go. Would that be the bad guy? No, no, that's that's too much. Yeah, Billy Crazy Bastard is a is a girl's name. Billy Crazy Bear. Yes, because he he's been uh, his spirit animal was a bear, wasn't it, in the previous film? Was it? Yeah, yeah, and he so had the we, hawk we as well. A in little, the... little nod, little nod to the previous film where his spirit animal was a bear. Yeah, but I don't think he was crazy. This one, he is. Yeah, flying bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that happens. <laughs> it was a dream. Yeah, yeah, I think Billy Flying Bear. <laughs> Billy Cuddly Bear. <laughs> Billy Flying Bear and the man, Breakfast man, Brothers. Man Bear Pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Billy Flying Bear and the Breakfast Brothers sounds like a fucking... <laughs> sounds like a circus. It sounds like a ridiculous band. <laughs> well, there we go. That's his name. Billy Flying Bear and the Breakfast Brothers. So Billy... That's not his full name, surely. And the Breakfast Brothers, not part of his name. No, no, that's no. when we turn on. Oh, right. You're Randy Breakfast. You're damn right I am. And uh, <laughs> more and... sausage. <laughs> That's what I like to say. No, thank you. That's what I like to say to the ladies <laughs> in the saloon <laughs> at breakfast. I think as well. I mean, what would you? I think That's my catchphrase. I'm thinking of Randy Breakfast. Got a bowler hat. What do you think? Yep, I'll, I'll have a bowler hat. Waistcoat. Yep. Shirt. Can I have a handlebar mustache? I'd be upset if you didn't. Thank you very much. Jack Jack Breakfast. Jack Breakfast. Has a... <laughs> such a shit name. <laughs> what would you prefer? Um, Continental. <laughs> His name can't be Continental. <laughs> English. You're just called English, because you are. Engl- the English Breakfast. Yeah. That's what they call <laughs> the, me. Is it? The English Breakfast. Because <laughs> <laughs> you walk around with like a monocle. <laughs> And, uh, and, you've, and you've got a top hat because I've got a bobbler hat. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and you walk around and say, I say, and stuff like that. Yeah, my name is Jack English in... Uh, Breakfast. Yeah, in... Um, All right, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, you can have that. The nickname's English. And um, what is my name? Just Randy... Randy Fuckface Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And why, why is that my nickname? Because I walk around with a fuck for a face. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a fucking real mean, life. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I haven't got a fuck for a face. <laughs> That's doing? not what I've heard. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. What about um, Dolph Lundgren's character? Yeah, I like him. What, what should oh, he right, be called? Um, he should be called uh, Texas Pete. Texas Pete? No, no, that's from Super Dead. Um... What about Big Bastard Calhoun? <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. do. Yeah, so it's the Calhoun gang against the Breakfast Brothers and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we should have Bastard in his name. Oh. Or Big. Why don't we just call him The? Okay, right. The Calhoun. No, no, The <laughs> Bastard Calhoun. Because he didn't have a dad. Yeah? Right. Because in those days, that's what that's what happened, so... The Bastard Calhoun. Yeah. And that's it. You think Dolph's a good choice? <sighs> yeah, why not? Mm. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't think of anyone else in that quick fire time span. <laughs> Clancy Brown. Oh, he'd be brilliant. Mm. Can he be The Undertaker? 
Not from the wrestling. Not in the wrestling, no. <laughs> no, in this film. I was thinking actually getting The Undertaker to play The Undertaker in this film. That would be even better, especially if he's just wearing his ring attire. But his leather pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Do you mean he's old school and with a tie? Just, he's just rolling his eyes back yeah. at all times. <laughs> yeah. Every time we see him. I don't know if Seagal will go for that. You know how fucking serious he takes all this shit. Mm. He'll want a hard-nosed Western well, with magic case, and yeah. shit. Okay, in that case, in that case <laughs> we'll, we'll do it when he's gone. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> we'll just film it when he's left. Yeah. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And that's it. And he he saves the town. Obviously, he's going to have to. He's got a lot of interest. Okay, so what are they doing? These uh, they're, they're over. They're overrunning these the town. buttocks. The buttocks boys. What are they up to? <laughs> well, and Clancy Brown, the bastard. <laughs> are we are we sticking with Clancy Brown? I think so. I kind of like. You just changed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dolph, uh, we, we'll work again soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about this, but uh, we will keep work in touch. Together. Keep in touch, Dolph. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I kind of think Clancy Brown fits the buttocks much, much better. <laughs> the buttocks gang. If you're listening, Clancy, uh, sorry about that. Brown buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Buttocks yeah. and Breakfast is the name of the film. <laughs> Robert, everyone else takes second afterwards. <laughs> what would the film be called if it's Seagal? It's got to be a three word. Well, like Belly of the Beast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, breakfast of the Beast. High noon. Uh, With buttocks. High, 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 no- high noon buttocks. High noon breakfast. Um, high plains buttocks. <laughs> high plains breakfast. <laughs> Sound like being on a menu at some fancy fucking yeah, restaurant. See? Continental, not as funny now, is it? <laughs> it makes sense. I'm the. Oh, what am I, English? English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your English breakfast. English breakfast and Randy breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Randy the fuckface breakfast. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently's my nickname. <laughs> that should be a line in the film. It's outrage of that shit. How oh, the fuck that came to be, man. <laughs> Yeah, so Seagal has to... Um, has oh, to, right, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> What's he got to do? He's got to bring us out of he's retirement. Gotta, he's got to serve breakfast. <laughs> breakfast is served. Is, what, <laughs> is that when we walked in? That's what we used to... Is that, is that our catchphrase when we walk in? <laughs> that's what, yeah, because Seagal gets cornered in the, he's trying in to the get saloon. Us. He's trying to get us, yeah. And uh, he, we, we keep saying no because we're retired as well. Yeah. And uh, And then we agree to it. And he says, breakfast is served. Yeah. Yeah. Then you just see this fucking, this silhouette in the, in the, on the floor (laughs) of the fucking top hat and a bowler hat together. (laughs) It's not Laurel and Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) Breakfast is served. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he has to, he has to bring us out of retirement. Can can we have some sort of, um, like when he did the, to the blood bank. Yeah. We have some sort of music when he says that. Yeah. To accompany the panning of the uh, the silhouette. Yeah, some rip off of Ennio Morricone because that's yeah. what most Westerns do. That'll do. Yeah, just some bloke whistling. So, yeah, the town gets overrun basically and they turn to X, um, not CIA obviously, but whatever they had back then. What was it, what was it called? I don't know, just the just sheriff, isn't it? Was it US Marshals? They were back yes. in the day, weren't they? Yes, that's what I said, the Marshals. 
anyway, he's he's the next one of those, and uh, the, there's a, a woman in the town. She goes to ask him for help, and obviously he's not going to because he's Seagal. He's got a a torrid past. What's what's she called? She's called Blanche. I'd prefer her to be called Fanny. Of course. <laughs> Blanche, no. <laughs> Blanche McFanny. <laughs> no, F- yeah, Fanny's a good one. Fanny. <laughs> in the distance. The name's Fanny. Fanny in the distance. No, she's not watching the fucking Native American as well. <laughs> she just never arrives. What, what, what do you see out there, Randy? Fanny. <laughs> How close? <laughs> In the distance. So, do you hear that? Sounds like funny. Could be worse. <laughs> Could sound like buttocks. <laughs> so yeah, funny goes up to... Um, <laughs> Stephen Segal, uh, what's his name? Happy Fanny. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's the cat house in town. No, she uh, she goes up to what's his name? Flying Bear. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Billy Flying. <laughs> yep, that's him. <laughs> Yeah, that's him, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... How's he got that name? <laughs> <laughs> so she, she goes up to Billy Flying Bear <laughs> and says, you used to be a lawman, right? And he was like, sure, once, long time ago. Oh, Lord have mercy, probably. Now it's a Lord have mercy. Now he, he's turned his life to, he's the preacher in town. I've changed it. He's not in the farm. He's a preacher now. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, who the hell are the, uh, who are the breakfast brothers? He's father flying there now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, stay holy alligator. <laughs> Is that another one of his Indian... Names, <laughs> holy alligator, yeah. and uh, he says he's not going to help. And uh, but one of the the young kids <laughs> that goes be a pretty short film then, yeah. And one of the kids who's in his congregation that he's I don't know being fr- he's a pen pal with you know they're in the same town. Um, the the town gets ransacked and uh, um, of course, uh, happy buttocks. Mm-hmm. Pat Buttocks and Clancy Brown, the bastard. Um, they they kill the kid. Who's who's this kid? He's just a kid in the town. That who plays seems, the, who plays the kid? Probably some random child actor. Nice Radcliffe. Yep. You know, probably. And then that's when Segal says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna help." This bear's going to fly one more time. I'm going to help you, Fanny, but first, 
I need to get me some breakfast. And then it turns and then we're just we're just working on a farm. Just some farm hands. Yeah. Who who are we? The Breakfast Brothers. Okay, right. I just didn't know which ones we were. Yeah. So um yeah, so he comes in and we say no to him obviously. Does, it, does he ride in on a um like on a massive oxen? Quite the opposite. Like uh like in blazing saddles. No, quite the opposite. What I don't know what quite the opposite of that is. What an oxen rides on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's got a very small horse. Because that's the only like, one. like in Droopy. Yes. In Droopy. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. Tiny little pony. He's gotta use this is this isn't mine, this is Fanny's, is what he says when he gets off the horse. And we're looking at him like it's been a long time flying bear. And he says, "Yes, it yeah, has, it has actually. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen breakfast, <laughs> and nobody believes that." <laughs> yeah. And we um, we say we'd love to help you, and um, we say that you know we've got a pretty good ear. Where we've we've turned in our guns long ago, and he says he he could say I understand, and then sort of just look down, you know. And that would be enough for us to look at each other and just nod, and we'd join him. You'd look at me first, and then you just throw your shovel down. Yeah. You'd reach into your waistcoat, pull out your bowler hat, punch pop, it back into shape. Pop it back out, yeah. 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 I'd do the same with yeah. my top hat yeah, from top hat from round the back. Grab the monocle. Yeah. Pop the monocle back in. Don't know where that's come from. Probably don't want to know. No, no. I don't either. And then it's all about us, you know, getting back into fighting shape. Can we have a montage? Yes. Perfect. Lots of Seagal doing his, you know, mystic bullshit. Excellent. Um, Sat cross-legged. Yeah. We've by, got a, by a fire. We've all got to take a hit on a peace pipe to you know, you, find you, the way. Yeah, yeah we're, we're around a fire, though, yeah? Yeah. Excellent, yeah. Talks, night, nighttime in the desert. He goes, he goes to talk to his fucking tribe, probably. Get some sort of mystical amulet oh, to wear. You can't just go for an amulet. <laughs> what is it then? A, a feather. Yeah, that he puts in the top of your bowler hat. <laughs> that we've yeah, all... like a sandcastle. <laughs> yes, that we've all got to rub before we start. Yeah. Um, well, you're all rubbing my top, my bowler hat. <laughs> yes. Uh, you got a problem with that? No, that's no, fine. Okay. Then. You love it. You're fucking Randy breakfast. Yeah, you're damn right. I am. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Randy fuckface breakfast. <laughs> that's what they call you. And uh, meanwhile, you know, you just see the bad guys getting up to some shit and they learn about some I, th- I think we also have a montage of the bad guys just doing bad shit. Yeah, and they, they set... It doesn't really matter what they're doing, does it? They hear about Seagal and what he's doing. They burn down his uh, his church as a, you know, a warning. That's not very nice. No, well, they're not nice men, these buttocks. These buttock boys are evil. They're the lowest of the low. <laughs> <laughs> Low buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you get the big fight scene at the end, just in the abandoned town. You know, the the, the townsfolk, it's about the three amigos, the townsfolk help. <laughs> Are we going, uh, obviously, the buttocks, the buttocks boys and uh, the breakfasts will fare, will face off, yeah? Yeah. They're pairing off to, to fight. Yeah. And that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be complicated, isn't it? I think we'll pair off to make it easier so that Randy Breakfast will fight Happy Buttocks. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, hang on. No, they're, they're both me. Yeah. It's not helping out at all. 
Well, it's better to have both of you in the same scene, I think. Well, that's not going to help out. I <laughs> know, I'm joking. Yeah, we'll no, have... No, no, no. <laughs> we'll have Randy breakfast against um, Pat Buttocks. Mm-hmm. And then English breakfast against... Happy Buttocks. Pat. And then, obviously, Clancy Brown. Who's, who's going to win? Bloody Seagal and the breakfast boys. What, the, all, all three? Yeah. You're going to go three for three? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. That's, that's the hero film. Yeah, I don't know about that. Surely, surely someone's going to die. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking... Randy. I'm thinking all the brothers. All of the brothers? Both sets. Jesus Christ. It makes sense. Maybe they find out they're, uh, they're quadruplets. <laughs> <laughs> the buttocks breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. They all, they all, they all bind together or to the, defeat Clancy Brown on their own. Or the breakfast buttocks. The breakfast buttocks. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Again, we've all done that. We could either they could either change their names and at the end to either Randy Buttocks, but well, all of them, and English Buttocks. No, no. <laughs> or they all change their names. No, no. To that. Or it goes the other way, and you get Happy Buttocks. Just, no, you it? get four breakfasts. <laughs> Which no one can handle. <laughs> Except Seagal. <laughs> you polish them off. Oh. <laughs> That's not the ending. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So, yeah, that's the pitch. What do you think? Wait, it's either full breakfast oh, or, shit, or, about Carl Weathers. or full buttocks. <laughs> Carl Weathers is just fucking sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> He's just like, damn. <laughs> we'll, every, every now We're going to need a, a, another uh, bad guy then because Carl Weathers has got to fucking get involved on our side. Um... Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As um Big <laughs> Big Face. Big Face. <laughs> the baby. Big, the big face. <laughs> yeah. That'll do. <laughs> the big face baby. He's he's in he's in their group as well, is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go, he's got to wipe his faces <laughs> off against Danny DeVito. One for the ages, that is. Yeah, yeah. wonder who wins that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it all ends and everyone's happy. The town's saved. Um, Seagal gets fanny. <laughs> yeah. Seagal gets fanny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the breakfast boys... Go get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the sequel title. <laughs> we do need a title. I thought we'd got one. What was it? I don't know. I thought you threw one out there. No? No. Oh, no, no, that was right, because you kept ignoring the fact that Seagal was in it. <laughs> you kept saying, like, the breakfast stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be that. It's got to be... The Breakfast Club 2. <laughs> You'd get a lot of interest from the people from the eighties. <laughs> they read the plot. <laughs> it's a western story. It's David Seagal and Danny DeVito. You'd be like, what? Wow, they got went on to different things. It's Steven Seagal, and Steven Seagal is, is... Father Flying Bear. <laughs> Fucking kids film. <laughs> it would be a shit one of them as well. <laughs> so there you go. It's called. <laughs> it would make sense if it was a kids film. It's called Father Flying Bear. Okay. <laughs> and it's not animated, right? <laughs> no. no? Maybe 
we should animate it. He's never done that either. Could kill two with the price of one. Animated Western. So there you go. That's the film pitch. What do you <laughs> yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, oh, who yeah. plays Fanny? Um, Anyone that can stand to be in the same scene as Seagal, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's Kelly the Brock out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Maybe Fanny can look at his dick for old time's sake. Can't think of any females in the world. Lindsay no. Lohan. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She's probably, she doesn't do films anyway. Yeah, she? she'll be in it. She'll play funny, won't she? Of course she will. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the that's the film pitch. Ken, what do you think? Um, yeah. Really, really excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think Seagal will, will kill um, the bastard? I think he'll do a round the house kick out of the top window of, a, of the saloon. <laughs> How long's his leg? <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Are they in the same room? And he and he falls out the window. Big leg. Then <laughs> he's in the top window. <laughs> no. And the bastard's on his horse outside. <laughs> the leg taps him on the on the shoulder, looks turns, around, and then just turns like, around. Like, huh? Yeah. What, what the? Round the house, kick out the window. That's no way for a. Top level boss to die. I reckon that he's he's uh, they're fighting with a rope. He's got a whip. The, Who else? The bastard. Right. He's got it tied round like Seagal's tied around his neck, and then he round the house, kicks him out the window. The the so whip falls, gets caught, yeah. and then it hangs him. Okay, from out the window. All right. What about Fanny? That could be the name of the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fanny's just hiding. Fanny hiding. That could be her last name. The Hiding Fanny. No, no, that's a superhero. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound overly super. <laughs> or heroic, to be honest. So there you go. All right, that's it then, yeah. We're going to go with that one. That, uh, yep, yep, that's exactly what happens. Father Flying Bear. Father Flying Bear is the name of this film. <laughs> okay. Is it everything you'd hoped it would be? <laughs> and more. <laughs> and more I think <laughs> well that's all we can ask for yeah and on that note we'll bring this podcast to a close oh dear thank you to my co-host Kenby Wild for yeah, joining me yeah thank you uh, you can find us on all the social medias just search Bad Movie Cult find us on Facebook join the group uh, invite and we'll accept uh, you can find us on Letterboxd you can find us wherever you get your podcasts Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, and if you could just leave us a, a review, five star review, it just helps more people see the podcast and uh, helps us keep the podcast going. Pretty much, um, I think that's it. Ken, you got anything else to add? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we've covered literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we will see you next week. Yeah, can't wait. Dominic Lawton, Ken, be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. I liked you much better as a bitch. <laughs>